This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that, like Rudy, can't fail. Uh, Frank threw everyone a curveball by dropping Kepa for Willy Caballero against Leicester on Saturday, but perhaps the real curveball was the fact that Antonio Rudiger scored a brace from set pieces. I can't remember the last time Chelsea scored two goals from set pieces, but I can tell you this. This is the first time a Chelsea defender has scored two goals in a game since 2013. About bloody time. About bloody time too that Chelsea showed some fight after going behind, which they duly did having having taken the lead, but a draw away to a decent Leicester side is no disgrace. And the point gained keeps blue water between us and the chasing pack of United, Spurs, Wolves and Sheffield. But for how long? How long? Rudy can't fail. The Chelsea fancast number 490. And I am delighted as ever to introduce... The enigma wrapped around an enigma that is <laughs> Jonathan Keyes. What were you going to say there? Well, what did you think I was going to say? I don't know. Something or other. Um, uh, yeah, thank you very much. That makes me normal, doesn't it? An enigma wrapped around an enigma. Uh, quite possibly. Although they sort of cancel each, each other out, don't they? I suppose they do. It's like a kind of a, an, intell- an intellectual double negative, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. How are you, dear boy? I'm very good. I've had a very good day, thank you. Voiced a couple of things, and Mm. I've got some. uh, I've written a couple of things that look as if they might get on in little theatres. So uh, it's uh, it's it's been fun. It's been fun today. Some interesting meetings. So uh, yeah, yeah. It's um it's been a good day, and I've been uh, I've been uh, looking at Twitter and um, reading the uh, the idiocy that we're having to deal with and the fallout of the. Uh, lack of purchases in the transfer window. Uh, as I was saying earlier, if um, if because uh, Joe isn't on, perhaps I could um, 
I could be a toothless old man for a period who hasn't no, been I, supporting I, the, the team since 1946, but doesn't like the way the ball isn't booted up the pitch enough. Well, I think he I needs think, to shout out. That's more like it, yeah, Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I kind of prefer you as you are, you know, oh, okay. in your own beautiful. I'll give you that option. You're yes. getting a bit bored. Your, your inimitable style will be more than enough, I'm sure. Um, My enigmatic style. Yes. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. But Friday was a bit of a ball ache as well. I've kind of made a, 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 an executive decision that if there are two of you on the Friday show, then uh, I'm not going to come on Skype. But if uh, there's only one of you, then I will, because I think it doesn't work when there's just me butting in. So there you go. So. Oh, Okay. Well, I just I think Clayton Clayton was very much on the ball on Friday. Well, he always so, is. And indeed he is. He is, but very much so on Friday with his prediction that um uh that Cavani would have been excellent for Tammy and then Tammy proceeded to to uh, voice that. He did. He uh, did. In, in a statement and therefore Clayton was was 2 days ahead, 3 days ahead of go. Abraham Tammy Abraham's statement. So good old Clayton. Well, well done. you see I, I don't get you on just for my health, you know. I get you on cuz you're all rather good. Um anyway, talking of rather good, uh one of our favorite 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 guests and I know that Jonathan would echo uh this is is of course Joe Tweedy who's been scheduled in for tonight, but sadly, sadly and of course being a prick, I didn't check my messages earlier, and I would have known uh, earlier on, and then I might have been able to, uh, you know, get a sub in. But uh, Joe, I'm afraid, poor old Joe's been sick from work since Friday, and he's really, really quite ill. Probably got the dreaded flu. I, uh, I hope at least <laughs> I hope that's what it is. So poor old Joe's sick in bed, so he can't be with us tonight, which is a real shame because we love having Joe on the show, uh, and it would have been very interesting to have heard his take on the transfer window, but you'll just have to put up with me and JK. I'm sure you'll all cope. Uh, anyway, on uh, without further ado, in fact, we'll just get on with the bloody show. Uh, and on tonight's show, uh, while Rudy was on fire, there were the same issues at the back and up front, but uh, we did show Bottle to Fight back. Tammy Abra- Abraham exemplified this by playing through the pain, and there were great battles between James and Barnes and Chilwell and hudson Adoy. But who won those battles? Plus, we'll discuss whether Jorginho, Mount and Kante is the chosen midfield and does it work. In part two, we discuss Frank's team selections with Willie coming in for Kepper and Pedro for Willian. Does Kepper have a future? And how did wandering Willie do? Uh, and with Barkley coming on as a sub for Tammy, does this mean that we should forget Batshuayi? And why still no Giroud? And is a point at Leicester a good away point? And in part three, why did Chelsea not sign anyone in the transfer window? Is Frank as pissed off as the media claims? Is he sending the board a message? And with social media and meltdown on the board getting the blame, is this fair? Chelsea need to strengthen, but not at any cost. So is it a case of short-term pain for long-term gain? And with an overhaul needed, who has to go and who should be targeted? Uh, in part four, we've got a couple of cracking... Not many emails this week, but they're good and long. So a couple of cracking emails to read out. Plus, we're going to talk about the winter break. Is it a blessing or a curse? Uh, and with United and Spurs at home next, is it a case of win those and top four is ours? So there you go, pack show tonight. Don't forget, you can, of course, listen to the show live every Monday at 7 o'clock by going to Mixler, which is mixlr.com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast, where, of course, you can join all the chat by posting on the live chat page, as so many of you do. 
and it's a packed house in there tonight. Lovely. They see they've all come in. Well, they've all come in to hear Joe, Jonathan, and they've got a pub with you and me. I bet you the numbers go down by half in the next five minutes. Would you reckon? And, and we deserve it, Chich, because Joe is a star. Nah, he is. He's a lovely lad. It's, uh, I, I miss. I miss have, not having him sitting a few seats away from me at Stamford Bridge. But there you go. Anyway, was, Joe, was, was he a brain of Britain then? Did he come up with stats when well, you were watching? With him, if, when you were watching, the if you remember, if you remember, Joe, uh, very cheeky but uh, I'm not going to say accurately or not but he was quite funny when he was last on the show when I said that I missed him I missed seeing him at the bridge and I, I uh, you know fondly remembered the fact that I would quite often wander over at half time and would have a chat and I'd tell him everything that was going on tactically in the match and he said yes he said I remember that and he said I remember hearing what I used to say come up on the show um, after the match you know so uh, I think he was taking the credit but credit where it's due he deserves it if he is listening by the way to this podcast Joe um Please, please, please uh, get well soon. You have Jonathan and my best wishes for a speed recovery. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we'll get you on soon, mate. Don't you worry about that. Anyway, um, I was about to say we've got loads. In fact, there we go. The numbers have gone up, Jonathan, in Mixler. So clearly Joe Missing hasn't put them off quite yet. But there's loads in there. Turing Blue, Rambam, Kev M, Jaroslav Blue, the lovely Claire McConnell, MJ, uh, McLaren, Ma- Math, Matt, the American, Benji Toe, Tomsky, Tuberfore, Andrew Self, Adam Finnegan, Rohan, Krishnan, Katie Hailstone, the lovely Katie Hailstone, Craig, Gregory Gardner, Happy Bird, Billy Shears Blue, Jonathan Perez. Oh, this, I could go on all night. Daniel oh, Cabralzi. Young Perez. Young Perez. I yeah, love him. Yeah, we love him. Now, uh, we've got. I must. A big quick shout out for. Uh, Rohan Krishnan. He says, hello, first time listening in live. So excited. Good evening, Mr. Chidge. And Kido. Kido. Good you. evening. Yeah. Chidge, I was going to make a, a, a suggestion. Because we're one short, um, shall we, shall we uh, um, relate a bit more to, uh, to Mixler? Get, if they ask a few questions, we could then respond to that. Well, we'll see. So you know could, me. They could be like the, the third guest, as we it were. Can try, can, we can try. We can try, can't we? I'm actually, that's a good point, because I was thinking um, about next week's show, when, we, of course, we'll have absolutely bugger all to talk about, because there's no matches, because the winter breaks. So I was thinking that maybe we'll do a Q&A, or, and they can ask us questions, not about just about what, what's going on with Chelsea, but ask questions about us. I think it should have Tony on next week. About our lives, you mean? Well, no, yeah. about our experiences at Chelsea. So, particularly, oh, they, they, they can ask you about some of the matches you, you uh, watched when uh, Chelsea had long shorts and uh, hobnail boots as, as, as soccer boots, you know. And so. pipes, when they smoked pipes on the pitch. And they yeah. wore flat caps as well, so, you know. Yeah, yeah they maybe. Did. The goalies did. Yeah, 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 maybe, maybe that's an idea. So we'll think yeah. about that. I'll remind everybody. I'll try and remind myself before the end of the show. That's hard enough. Anyway, uh, lovely as ever to see so many of you in Mixler. You are an absolute. Uh, breath of fresh air on a Monday night for us because, I mean, you know, we're busy, busy boys and to see so many of you in here warms the cockles of an old man's heart. Now, uh, apart from Mixer, of course, you can always get a uh, hold of us on, uh, on Twitter, at Chelsea Fancast, and uh, Instagram, at Chelsea Fancast, manned by the wonderful Dame Whittle, and uh, also Facebook. We've got a wonderful Facebook page. The group, not so much. I don't really bother with that much, but the page is where it's at. It's where I post everything... Uh, about what we're doing so do check that out right after the break uh, or this very little interlude we will be talking about the Leicester match
Right, JK, it's just me and you. Are you ready for this? The front line, Chelsea's front line. Mm. Or back Big, two, oh. even? I don't back know. Back two, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that well, would be appropriate, wouldn't it? Because uh, I've got to say, mate, I mean, Rude, Antonio Rudiger, who I was being a bit meh about recently, um, how wonderful to see Chelsea score uh, two set-piece goals uh, and one from a corner, one from a free kick and see a proper big old hairy-ass centre-back wallop them in with his old bonds. They were magnificently taken, weren't they? Yeah. They really were. The second one in particular was fabulous. Fabulous goal, really out outclimbed everybody. Um, yeah, I was uh, I was taken aback because uh, we have for the first half we were um, completely inept as usual at every combination of set piece and corner. Which um, yeah, I've got to give it to them. They clearly been practicing because they 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 did every permutation you could possibly do. They did huge looping uh, centres. They did uh, driven centres. They did short short one two passes from the corner or the set piece. They curled them in, they curled them with left foot and right foot, but never onto anybody's head. And then suddenly in the second half to have these two go in was fantastic. I mean, he didn't have a great first half, Rudiger, because he, he still does this business of um, of kicking the ball aimlessly, which looks like a pass, but into either out for a goal kick or into the goalkeeper's hands, which I don't quite get. And he's always doing that apology thing. And then whoever it is, Abraham, whoever claps and you want to say, yeah, but it hasn't worked at all. I know you. the idea was a good one, but can you get it right, please? And it was interesting to see Louise do the same thing twice for Arsenal and uh, Obama Yang, but just be completely feeble at getting the ball into the net but it's that same kind of thing of the same ploy of the centre-half lobbing the ball up and somebody making a run that we, that we did last year very well remember Conte scoring against Palace um, that way but um, uh, no Rudiger um, I think he had a terrific terrific centre-half I'm intrigued to see why he's playing on the left and Christensen's playing on the right now because it used to be the opposite if you remember, is he, it look, he looked more the... comfortable there, didn't he? Do you think? It's, well, it's interesting. It's only Christensen. Christensen. Yeah. I mean, we have to come to the conclusion that this is the preferred duo. Yeah, I agree, mate. I Frank. agree. So there was a complete meltdown of people saying, oh, well, he's, well, the team he's chosen is, oh, we're going to get onto this, having a go at the board. But it's the same selection as in the previous game. He clearly favours Christensen and Rudiger. And I, I think... Um, uh, Christensen is flourishing as a consequence, actually. Well, um, here's the um, thing. Here's the thing, old Bing, because we kind of we yeah. touched we touched on this uh, on the Love Sports Show on Friday, didn't we? And I yeah. mean, I, I'm, I may I may have reservations about Rudiger. I still think his distribution needs a lot to be desired. Yeah. I, I have yeah. reservations yeah. about Christensen's um, physicality. Speed. But, yeah, I, yeah. but on he, the he other, he was very slow with Vardy on one occasion, wasn't he? That well, ball mate, Vardy most people would be. You know, no, no, sorry, it wasn't. It was Vardy's pass for for Barnes, who's also equally speedy. Yeah. And the one that Barnes missed, they were both very short on the ball there, both they of them were Christians. They, Christians they were good. appeared to be marking nobody. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, look, I've got reservations about Rudiger. I've got reservations about uh, Christensen. I've got reservations about Zuma. You know, I mean, he's not, the again, distribution-wise, not necessarily the best. I've got reservations about Tamori. He's, he's, he's got a mistake in him because he's young. So the reality is that none of our four centre-backs are necessarily you know the absolute best and who we would absolutely want uh, in an ideal world I tell you what I'm really liking about it and I agree with you I think I think you're right I think Frank and Jody have decided you know what Rudy and Christensen that's our first choice centre-back pairing great stick with it 
That's he's what I'm saying. He's very comfy on the ball, is Christensen. Very comfy. Plays very crisp yeah. passes. And they want really that. Does. They want that. But they I think... That. Well, particularly down the right-hand side, because you've got James and Adoy, who I think are a partnership for the future, I have to say, because we'll get on to this. But James was magnificent against Leicester. Mm. He is a fantastic player. And that really, that's the kind of performance you want from, from another left back, if possible, which Dave, despite his, as always, I've gone about this, it's fantastic defender, but it's just those final passes coming in. But and I'm asking for, for perfection here. But James is, just gets better and better yeah, for me. He's a hell of a he, player. When, when he worked, those, those curled crosses, oh my goodness me, completely unplayable. By, um, well, even by our forwards as well, unfortunately. But um, well, we'll, it was we'll talk a about, really dominant performance. Yeah, we'll talk about Reese and, and Tammy in a little bit more detail in a minute. I mean, you know, the bottom line is, look, you know, one of the things that I've been worried about recently is, does Frank know his best eleven? If you don't have the same back five playing together, then, you know, chaos ensues. And I think if he's decided that Tony Rudiger and Christensen are his preferred central back defending, great. We, we know that Reese James, if he's fit, he starts. We know that if Aspie's fit, he starts. So perhaps, at least at the moment, we've got... You know, the, the the start of a settled back four, we'll get onto the keeper in a minute. But I think fair play, even if they might not be the best, if he's decided that they're best, great, and stick with them. And I, I yeah. wholeheartedly yeah. encourage that. Now, you were talking about Rhys James a second ago, and you're dead right, mate. What an absolute baller he is, and he gets better and better and better. I thought... I mean, I, I mean, the weird thing is, mate, I did the, the, the Love Sport breakfast show on Sunday, as you know, on Saturday, as you know. So, yeah. of course, I, I was left with something of a dilemma, which was because I finished the, the show at midday. Uh, so what do I do? Do I go and find a pub to watch the game in, which, to be honest, I don't like doing? Or do I drive back, listen to it on the radio, having TiVo'd it so that the minute I get back, I can then watch <laughs> it and then probably fall asleep because I'm absolutely pooped? So, of course, yeah. I, I chose to, to, to listen to it on the radio, which, of course, as you know, is a very bizarre, it's very old school, isn't it, listening to the match on a radio live? Um, yeah. But but I actually enjoyed listening to it, apart from the fact that what I didn't realise, because I have my my phone mounted on the windscreen and I listen to, uh, you know, uh, radio player as it happens. Um, and of course, you know, when you do that, the match is actually in reality. It's, it's, they're about a minute or two behind the action. And I've got this wonderful app called, uh, I, think, I think it's called Flash Scores, which, oh, is, which is, it's the best app for getting results because... Um, or following the action because you know a bit like teletext but it's like that but it's to the second accurate to the game it's phenomenal and i use it for uh you know when i'm on the radio shows because you get the best and the most you know the quickest info and of course the fucking thing was sending me notifications so i was getting goal <laughs> alerts a minute or two before i heard the commentary so i was like so excited when i saw chelsea go one up and then like crestfallen when we went one all and then ecstatic again when we drew, oh, it was, but it was a bit too much. But the, I don't know. I completely got off the point here. But one, I know what it was. One of the things that they were saying in commentary a lot. Um, I actually forget who was the uh, the co-commenter. Oh, it's Trevor Sinclair actually, who was who was remarkably good. I thought and uh, fairly positive about Chelsea too, which which is unusual. But he was enthralled by the battle between uh, Reese James and Barnes, and he kind of thought that that uh, James had Barnes in his pocket in the first half, and yet Barnes you know, kind of came back into it in the second half. And likewise, he felt that, you know, Hudson-Odoi had Chilwell on, 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 a, on a stick for the first half, but Chilwell gave him a lesson in the second half. I thought that was really fascinating. But how good to see really good players coming up against each other, not least because Chilwell is supposed to be on Chelsea's radar. 
didn't um, but didn't you think that was the usual thing was for 20 minutes we were completely outstanding as always seems to be the absolute norm at the moment and we just cannot put these teams to the sword because that was when james was really roasting chilwell and so was the everybody was was fantastic other than the you know adoy falling over when he has a shot um tammy missing it and i thought tammy uh, should have had a penalty i think it was um, i think he was pulled back it was just a kind of uh, um it's that kind of thing where there was enough pressure on his arm to pull him back, but but neither the linesman or even VAR thought that it was strong enough. I, I just occasionally don't don't get it. They're not really anticipating. Why would he want to fall over in that situation? Yeah. You know, they 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 seem to to give players a kind of um, skullduggery that is isn't the truth. You know, they they would keep on their feet and have a shot. They're not going to be uh, falling to the floor. If there's contact, you've been whipped. It's so easy. You know, having having played a bit myself, if somebody grabs your arm as you're going along, it puts you completely off balance. And occasionally, I'll keep going on about this. I don't think the refs have a clue as to what's happening in games. You know, they don't. You think, have you not experienced this? Have you not? Whether they haven't played enough or they don't get it, they just the idea of being taken off balance by somebody who's cannily doing something that doesn't look like a foul but clearly is. And as I say, he would wouldn't want to didn't want to go down there, but. Um, uh, no, I mean, for this 20 minutes, we were we were fantastic again, completely all over them. And I love the fact there wasn't a single clacker to be heard in 20 minutes. Oh, and all you don't heard, stop, all don't you start heard, me with the oh, clackers. Oh God! That the the 20 minutes was the we heard the away fans just doing a great series of uh, of all everything coming through. You got spot. We will follow the Chelsea. Um, uh, we've got Frankie Lampard. You know, every every song was uh, was really. Um, was was really audible. It was fantastic. I love it. I'm, I'm, I know my hats off to the away fans. It's just quite phenomenal the uh, the consistency with which they 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 get behind the team. It's it's absolutely brilliant. Mm. So and I think I think Frank goes a long way to main, to to keeping that support going by by going up to them at the end of the game and, well, and clapping. I keep saying this, JK, but I mean, you know, this has been a, an issue for years and years and years. And I remember when I've been on the fans forum. Uh, and I've been on the trust talking to the club. I, I, I mean, the number of times we have said to them, the players and the manager need to go to the away end when we play away and acknowledge our tremendous away support. We It is tremendous away support at Chelsea. It really is. And I mean, a lot of opposition fans remark on that, actually, when, when they're being honest. Um, and year after year after year, Manager after manager after manager doesn't give a shit. Players go straight down the tunnel, apart from the usual suspects, which back in the day was always JT and and that core of players. Uh, more latterly, um, you know, the, the Aspie Wood, a couple of others, and then they'll bugger off down the down the tunnel. And we would complain, and and apparently Steve uh, Atkins, bless him, who's a decent chap, would would talk to the manager, talk to the players, nothing would happen. You, they wouldn't have even have had to have had that conversation with Frank Lampard and Jody Morris. Frank knows he gets it, you know, and that's you know not, nobody's talking about this enough this season. But if you want any evidence of of uh, of why so many of us are so happy to have Frank Lampard at the helm, no matter what happens, it's because at least we have a relationship with a manager that actually is substantive and it means something, and it really, really does. So. Well pointed out. Now, we talked about Tammy a little bit ago, JK, didn't we? And, um, you know, I thought a couple of things. Number one, I thought uh, it was fascinating to hear the analysis of two fantastic strikers, and well, three actually, Gary Lineker 
Alan Shearer and Ian Wright. You don't get three, you know, you know, with the track records they have in the game. I mean, if you can't listen to them, then don't bother. But I thought they were really good at the analysis of him and their critique of him, actually. But they were all saying, look, he's not quite getting in the right positions. He's got the right idea, but he's he's learning and he's young and he will get better and he will learn. And I thought that was fascinating in the context of what you're talking about, which was not quite getting on the end of things, you know. And it's all about confidence, really. But that's perhaps one of the arguments why we're not we're not putting it away. But the other thing I think we have to uh, really acknowledge uh, about Tammy, and that's the fact that he was playing through pain, mate. You know, clearly, you know, we'll get on to this later, but, you know, there's no room for Giroud or Batshuayi. Perhaps Frank said, look, can you put one in for the team? And he probably said, yep, no problem, Gaffer, I'm up for it. Knowing he's got the two weeks off, yes. yes. Yeah, but I think Frank was also very shrewd after. This is another thing I like about Frank. Frank understands players. He was one recently, and he very shrewdly figured out, he said, look, it's not a muscle injury, you know, it's it's a knock. So, actually, he can play through the pain. Sometimes you have to play through the pain. Of course, if it had been a muscle injury, then he probably wouldn't have risked him because he would have made it worse. But, I mean, fair play to Tammy for doing that and standing up and being counted, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, fantastic. But he, um, uh, he he's just he's just slightly off the pace in comparison with how he has been early on in the well, season. Well, that might have been the knock. That's all. It may have been the knock. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. My love is attitude. It's the, it's the anticipatory stuff that he wasn't terribly good at. You know, like the like um, Rhys James's centres, they've just got to practice that a bit yeah. more because um, it's the the dipping, curling aspect of it. He's just got to get there ahead of the player, I think, as Shearer pointed out, rather than letting. Uh, I mean, Johnny Evans had a very good game against him, but he 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 wasn't as mobile as he normally is, as you say, Chidge. It's probably because he was oh, he was I, injured. I've got this is this is bizarre. I, I shall butt in here. Um, there's a message here, which is actually I was about to say this, but as ever, he's beaten me to it. But uh, the Reverend Tony Glover. Uh, they also pointed out this is Shearer, uh, Ian Wright, and um, and Lineker. They also pointed out the lack of service at times when he was in great positions. I thought it was a, a brilliant uh, point because Pedro could have put him clean through. He made a beautiful diagonal yes. run, and then yes. Pedro decided not to bother and faffed around. And of course, that doesn't when he help. He did that chip, didn't he? he? Did that chip, Pedro? In oh fact, fuck was- yeah, that was even worse. But uh, um, on this point, Tony, um, I would not dream of putting pressure on you, mate. But um, we're a man down tonight, so if you want to come on, just let me know. I mean, I wouldn't want to, you know, piss you off, or more to the point, piss your lovely lady uh, wife off. But if you're up for it and you're free and you want to, you want to come on the show tonight, just just message me up there and I'll I'll, I'll include you in. Um, uh, so anyway, bottom line is, well done, Tammy. Uh, uh, I, I think it'll come. You know, he. The other thing about Tammy, Jonathan, I think that he's got this wonderful hunger and desire to learn. You know. Yeah. Well, the very fact he posted that tweet saying, you know, it's a shame that Cavani didn't make it um, because he would have learnt off him. He's, he's, he's clearly looking for, for people to explain what he needs to do, which is great, you know, because he's pretty good at the moment as it is. So, But isn't it lovely to, to, to have a striker who's clearly got ego, clearly has self-belief, right? But it hasn't got too much, uh, you know, so much ego that he becomes deluded. To, so to say that, you know what, well, I am young, but I really am keen to learn. And, you know, a player like Cavani would have been great for my learning experience. It's, it's just so refreshing, mate. Well, well he should have taken, he'll probably have taken that, um, what um, Shearer, Wright and Lineker said then. Yeah. He'll be trying to apply that. Jody yeah, Morris. 
Jody Morris tweeted about that and was fantastic, actually, um, because he said much the same. He said, if you can't learn from these three, then don't bother. You know, he, he said it'd be great for him. Right. Um, just kind of wrap this part up. Uh, and by the way, we're, we're going to have look, you, lucky people. We're going to have Tony Glover joining us for parts two, three and four. Uh, the man say yes, but uh, I'm going to get him on in part two. Um, final thing, JK, he started, you know, talking about uh, what is his preferred um, defence, which I think we're getting some idea of. Um, he picked Jorginho, Mount and Kante in the midfield. So I'm wondering whether that is his preferred midfield, but I'm still wondering, does it in fact work? Well, my preferred midfield would have Kovacic in it, who I think instead, is phenomenal. Instead of whom? Instead of whom? Instead of Jorginho, I think. Um, why, I think why, is Mount, that? why is that? Mount serves a different purpose. Mount is winger who puts enormous amount of pressure and does a huge number of runs, which people don't pay any attention to, of course, because they're not looking at his, his off-the-ball activity. Um, and Jorginho, is, uh, it, it, it doesn't play the killer pass as much for me in a way that Kovacic does. It's a real conundrum because he's, uh, he's, he's clearly a top-class player, Jorginho. But uh, I'm, it's just trying to make the patterns work, isn't it? I mean, I, I have to say I didn't think Kante had a great game um, on uh, on Saturday. He's, he's, he's not quite the player that he was in terms of nipping in and getting the ball, which I think we've, we've gone through all of that. I don't think he's, he's still quite fit. Um, but uh, I still think he, he keeps his place. And I would... Um, I'd try Kovacic and then change it round with Jorginho as a sub because I'm very impressed with Kovacic this season. I just think he's he's got a, a really good tackle and uh, um, what am I saying? He tackles well and uh, I think uh, we know what you've I, just said. Not yeah. with, what not what with Jorginho or Kovacic's tackle and Big Willie. I think we I, we know where this is heading, don't we? <laughs> and yeah, and with a with um, a mount as well. But I think. Um, uh, that would be for me. That would be what I'd like to see start more. But um, Frank sees different strengths. You know, it'd be interesting to see who gives way when uh, Pulisicki's back. So, uh, which should be another. But apparently, they're waiting for the the break because he's not um, he's not showing much sign of improvement, according to Frank today. So, who Pulisic. isn't? Who isn't? Pulisic. Pulisic. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's still a conundrum, though. I, I think it's interesting what you said. I think I think given how well he was playing earlier in the season. It's a really brave call to make, but I have to be honest, mate. I think these calls have to be made. It's really tough. Again, it's like it's like the defence. You know, each one of them has 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 great points about them. Each one of them has deficiencies about them. None of them are necessarily perfect. I and I, and I, I do we still keep as a three? I think I think uh, I think you know that that's the key issue here. If you keep with a three. Does that mean you put Kovacic where Jorginho is, or does it mean you bring Kante into the more central position, which is a bit more like a quarterback when he's not really a quarterback? You see what I mean? It's tough yeah, yeah. as old boots, this decision. Well, it was interesting, actually, also watching Southampton, because they play with um, with a two, don't they? He was playing long and... Um, uh, no, not Southampton, sorry. I mean, well, Southampton as well, but um, he plays long and uh, um, uh, and Ings. Where, and also um, Burnley play Wood and... Um, uh, and Rodriguez, I'd say I think Rodriguez is a fabulous player, and I've never quite understood why he hasn't been snapped up by a higher team because he was great for Southampton. Didn't, didn't he, he go take... to Liverpool? No, that was Ings. That was oh, Ings right, from right. Southampton. He got you know, really no, horribly no, injured, though. He got injured he shortly did. after he, he made did. his he England debut. You're absolutely right. He went to West Brom, but he scored. He Hell scored of a player. A, 
another great goal for Burnley. But it's that. So they're all playing four four two. Yeah, and you think I, well, the problem is, is could you play Abraham with um, with well, uh, Bashai? And you, I don't think you could. I don't think this, he's this, swift enough. I mean, that's the problem. The same with with Giroud. So in a sense, the not buying anybody in the transfer window has meant has almost restricted the team permanently to just playing one up. Here's the thing, though. I mean, you know, it's it is a conundrum because you know Jorginho, great. You know, he keeps the ball really, really well. He's got a good pass on him, but he can't he can't run. I mean, Trevor Sinclair was hilarious about him on the commentary saying he just doesn't he just doesn't want to run because he can't. So that <laughs> that leaves us I mean, I think he was talking about when he was trying to, you know, shield the ball and he ended up giving away a foul. And he said it's basically yeah. he's lazy and doesn't want to run. Anyway, you know, Jorginho's got that issue. Kante there's something that nags away at the back of me, which is we don't get the best out of him in the role that he's currently in. No, but then agree, again, yeah. we're not we're not playing four two three one anymore. Now I think the thing is Frank is not I don't think is necessarily wedded to uh, systems in the way that Sarri was, but I think he thinks that he gets the best out of what he's got, given the fact that he likes to have width with four three three. Mount is so fundamental or fundamental, in fact, to what Frank wants to do. That I Mo- cannot. Mooty Findle, I think. Mooty Findle. Yeah. Yeah, I just can't see him not having him. But he has got this issue. You know, Jorginho's hard to drop because he's Jorginho. Kante's hard to drop because he's Kante. Mount's hard to drop because he's Mount. But I think you're right. I think Kovacic has been superb this season. Maybe why can't George? Uh, why can't Kovacic, as you said, play where Jorginho's playing? Or alternatively, why can't Kante play when Jorginho's playing? Because all this is going to be much more fun. Ha ha. Not really. When. Um, when Loftus Cheek is fit, and what happens there? But anyway, that's for another day, and uh, we're going to head off for another part now. So we're going to have a quick break, and then we will be back to talk more about the Leicester Chelsea match, including the uh, bombshell. Uh, in fact, because I was live on air on the radio when this was happening, when uh, it was announced that uh, Big Willie Caballero uh, was in for what could only be described as the dropped Kepper, and. What went off the radar a little more was the fact that Pedro had come on for William, but I want to talk about that too, uh, as well as the strange subs for Tammy. Barkley came on for Tammy, not Batshuayi. Giroud still not even on the bench. And then, uh, really, you know, was it a good point at Leicester away? I, I think it was, but, you know, usual social media meltdown. Uh, and we'll also be back with the wonderful, the Reverend Tony Glover, who... Uh, was not scheduled to be on tonight. Joe Tweedy was, but Joe's, Joe's ill, so he can't be here. Uh, Tony, as he often does, was listening. So I saw him in Mixler and I asked him to come on and he said yes. So how about that? How lovely. We'll see you all in a minute. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com Right, welcome back. It's the Chelsea Fancast, which uh, originally uh, was slated for me, Jonathan, and the wonderful... Uh, Joe Tweedy. Uh, then when we went on air was uh, just down to me and Jonathan because poor old Joe is suffering from the lurgy. Get well soon, Joe, by the way. Uh, and then, of course, we've now got Super Sub in. One of my favourite people in the universe, as he well knows, the Reverend Tony Glover. How good about evening. that? Yeah, good evening, good evening. It's nice to be here, actually. It's quite an unscheduled one. So um, this is Tony Glover Unplugged, I guess. 
because I haven't got a script or anything, have I? So, would you like me to email you one? I can do no. this. You yeah, sure? You can do, you can do, or I can just answer the questions that no, you ask. Just ask. Yeah, yeah. I think Tony should go commando, Jonathan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Get your kit off. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? I just, this reminds. This reminds. Yeah. Well, so so that now we've had now we've had uh, Kovacic's nice tackle. We've had. <laughs> We've got Big Willie coming up. Uh, oh, yes. and we've got a bit of Willie wandering, and now we've got Tony going commando. Where, I mean, where's it all going? That's it's what I brilliant. want to know. Yeah, that's the way to do it. That's the Indeed. Way to do it. All right, I'm going to have a quick little plug while uh, before we get into the you know part two about the uh, wonderful Chelsea special uh, interview stroke podcast, for, of which I'm particularly proud and, and love uh, doing, and need you all to download and listen to them. If you do not download these Chelsea Special podcasts, you are seriously missing something. There is a a volcano-sized deficit in your Chelsea life, I can tell you. Anyway, uh, so far, me and the uh, the wonderful Martin King. By the way, Jonathan, Martin's going to join us on the Love Sport Friday show on February the 28th. Oh, fantastic. Which Good I think, stuff. yeah, and you you two old boys can sit there talking about the games in the 60s and I can go to sleep or something. <laughs> You know, but you'll love it anyway so yeah the wonderful Martin King uh, with whom I'm doing all these shows uh, we've done uh, Kerry Dixon Bobby Tabling Ron Chopper Harris Tommy Baldwin John Boyle John Bumpstead Gary Chivers Colin Pates Paul Cannibal, uh Martin's got one of himself and uh, we did Danny Harkins so there you go who's quite uh, an interesting chap to listen to so there you go there's a whole spate there there'll be more to come when when I find the time and the money to get it organised again but we will we will be recording a lot more mix of uh, legends from the past perhaps some from the not too distant past as well uh, as well as some uh, some famous fans or not so famous fans but fans who are darn sight bloody more interesting to listen to than me uh, anyway you can download them at chelseaspecial.podbean.com uh, there is a small charge it is less than the price of a Costa coffee so don't grumble too much it's £2.99 each one uh, and that really is just to cover the cost of the production because they you know we're paying the players there's been a lot of kit to buy and st- all sorts of websites to make, all this kind of stuff. It all costs money, I'm afraid. So we're having to charge you. Uh, to We haven't made any money back, so I'm not doing it for profit. I mean, just doing it to cover the bloody costs. Anyway, uh, get on to Podbean, chelseaspecial.podbean.com, or, uh, and then all you do, you, you find the episode you want, uh, just scroll down, click on Buy Single Episode Now, and that will take you to a page where you can pay via PayPal or your credit card or anything like that. Very easy. Then you can download it and have it forever. Uh, and also check out the uh, website, chelseaspecial.com, and follow us on Twitter at Chelsea underscore special and the Chelsea special on Facebook. And if you like them, tell everybody, tell your friends. We need to get the word out, so please help where you can. Right, um, OK, back to the football. Um, Leicester, Chelsea. I know Tony's been listening to what's been going on, but uh, the real uh, humdinger at the beginning, I was really quite shocked when I saw this because I really didn't see this coming at all, although perhaps we should have done because uh, Big Willie played against Hull. But... Willie for Kepper, uh, and also Pedro for William, which I thought was odd, considering how awful Pedro had been against Hull. Um, I think the, the first question is really, you know, is Frank sending out a message here? If so, to whom? And does this really mean that Kepper's future is in jeopardy, Tony? Well, it's hard to see what else it could mean. Um, if you read um, a lot of the, the rumour rags, but I mean, I'm talking about a, a Guardian journalist who said that basically the relationship between... Frank and Kepper has, has kind of broken down. Um, uh, uh, you know, there, there were warning signs, I guess, with, the, with his reaction to Sarri and the substitution in the in the League Cup final last year. Like maybe he's a bit of a you know troublesome character, a bit of an awkward enfant terrible or something. Um, 
but you know you, you can't keep uh, if if you're a goalkeeper and you've lost confidence then you're in trouble uh, and the team you know need you can't afford that is the one position where you know where everywhere else on the pitch uh, a player out of confidence could be covered potentially but the goalkeeper no um uh, and i think you know we we might be looking at a, a, you know a 70 million pound misfit i think um I, 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 I was i wasn't unhappy with with Cavaliero going in there because he has he has his eccentric moments as we saw um uh, you know when he sort of for the second goal, the Leicester goal, where he ran out, uh, he didn't really need to because I think it was Chilwell was going in the other direction or whatever. Um, but he's still a good shot stopper. Um, and, you know, the, the defence... He, looked... He's more commanding, I think, Tony. Yeah, and I think, that's, he... think that, 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 that kind of, you know, like osmosis, it goes into the defence. I think they feel more secure when they know that there's someone there who's who's a bit more vocal. Well, I have to say, I don't think he'd have, he'd have made the save that um, the first save that Willie made from when uh, Pereira yeah. chested the ball into Vardy's feet and yeah. Vardy had that shot. I thought that was a terrific save yeah. from uh, from Willie, which I honestly don't think that Kepper would have made because yeah, Kepper mean, doesn't get out there quick enough. And I, I agree with it. He's, there's, there's a conundrum going on here. We bought a, you know, a Spain's number two goalkeeper behind De Gea, uh, you know, a time when he was threatening De Gea's position in the Spanish national team. Um, uh, but it, it, it doesn't seem to be working. I mean, it, I'm, it, it, it's hard to put, but I don't, you know, sometimes he's performed fantastically. And then there's other times when you're thinking, you know, you should be stopping that, mate. You should be, you should be commanding your box. And I think this is the thing I've spoken to you about before, JK, I think on here, where yeah. when you look at Kasper Michael, he's an absolute chip off his dad's old block, isn't he? He's yelling, he's bellowing at people organizing his defense and and we haven't had that i don't peter check wasn't particularly vocal but Thibaut Courtois was even less vocal and now this guy seems again is it a team thing or is it just we're not getting the right you know i think as a goalkeeper the confidence and the personality is you know almost builds out to the rest of the team and i, I think that's what's lacking and i think maybe um cavaliero Maybe the one that we we see through to the end of the season. I mean, I'm surprised that they didn't get anybody else in in the uh, yeah. in the transfer window, but, but especially for, for goalkeeper, even if it was only goalkeeper, because mm. this, to me this has been on the cards for the last six weeks. I know that Clayton would disagree with me because he he thinks that um, uh, he thinks that, um, that Kepa has some great advantages. But I mean, what the thing to remember, of course, is that you know a member of our staff. Is the, the possibly the greatest goalkeeper we've ever had, and uh, and Peter Cech must be passing on his views to Frank, and they can't have been. I'd be saying, pick me, mate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he'd he do yeah. just as well. But no, so so the dilemma is, of course, is that you Willie is as bad as as Peter Barota was in in terms of choosing balls to come out for because mm. that. Their goal, the chill, chill was second goal, was yeah. just madness. I mean, you know, you could see what he was doing. And I was going, no, Willie, no, no, no. And then he ran out and then he consequently, you know, with a chill. It's a decent, very decently taken goal. But nonetheless, he wasn't centred enough. He wasn't in the middle of the of the goal looking for the ball. He was getting getting his feet worked out because he'd gone out for it. And what I loved about the fact was that Clayton, Clayton then tweeted, Clueless, which I thought was was fantastic, because he's not a great fan of Willie. No. He thinks he's a bit of a clown. Uh, so you've got this is the toss up. This is why I was pretty sure that they'd uh, they'd get somebody else. Um, but once again, 
all down to availability as we'll get on yeah. we'll get on to but yeah exactly. it's, a, it's a blow isn't it if it's somebody who's who's they've paid well they paid 71 million for him but if you remember they they, they didn't have much choice Court, did they? They, they, they guess what they flogged court at the same time and they got 35 so they yeah. paid ultimately paid 45 for and and they didn't expect well. court or they didn't either didn't want or didn't expect court to go so were they were some they, they somewhat had a, a, a gun held to their head i mean a couple of things yeah. occurred yeah. to me number one is that on the plus side for Kepper, uh, I seem to recall uh, De Gea be or De Gea being dropped uh, at United quite a lot in his early days when he was a bit wobbly and his confidence yeah. was getting a bit lost. I can't remember who came in for him, and I can't even remember the manager. It might have even been Fergie. I can't remember, but he certainly, you know, had spells when he was out of the side on the naughty step. Uh, and the other thing, of course, if Kepper has an attitude problem, and I, I don't know. I mean, you know, the lovely Aussie. Signed my broken leg on, on Mixler. Just said, my Atletico Bilbao friend said Kepa was nothing but trouble when he was there. Maybe it's something to do with the Spanish. I mean, Morata was a pain in the ass too. But if he is causing trouble and being a bit lippy, uh, I'm all for Frank saying, fuck you, mate. You can sit in the bench then. Yeah. You know, because Frank's got to do this. Frank comes across as an incredibly lovely, nice guy, and he is. And he's a very smart and intelligent bloke, and he is. He was also a hugely brilliant player. But, you know, he's got a, you know, he's the manager of this football club and he's the boss. And, you know, sometimes you need to make those statements. Don't yeah. fuck with me, pal, because I'm the gaffer. You're not. And, so and I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah. And he's because he's relatively new as a manager. People probably think they haven't seen that. Yeah. Um, you know, that side of him. But I've, I've seen enough interviews this season to, to see a man who's pissed off with certain things. Uh, you know, he, he I don't think he's I don't think he's very good at, um, at hiding his feelings, Frank. Uh, and, you know, if he's got that still in him, and let's face it, we've been saying uh, we thought we had it with Conte, didn't we? We certainly seen the first season or whatever, you know, where um, yeah, well, I know, think Conte... I think Conte was somewhat psychotic compared. to Yes, Frank, he was. Right? But, you know, <laughs> I, I think, you know, when you look at when you look at some of the, the, the soft touches we've had before um, and I, 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 I want a manager to manage I want the manager to go and say you know and Frank's made it clear from the beginning of the season he doesn't have first and second play, you know he, he looks at the players in form and he's not scared to drop them and we've seen that we've seen that with some of the decisions that have been made you know Tamori being rested or whatever he's not scared to do that the goalkeeper one gets more focused because it's such a you know it's the only position you could argue anything about the outfield players being able to swap roles and, and, uh, and play in different positions or whatever but the goalkeeper incredibly specialist uh, and and I do find it odd that we've seemed to have left ourselves and maybe it's just halfway through the season and they've suddenly thought to themselves I've had enough of this bloke so we'll have to make make do and mend yeah um, it goes back to you saying well we could have maybe we could have got someone in the transfer and I'll find the whole that I'll probably miss this conversation but the transfer band getting lifted and then we do nothing what was that a point of principle then why did you just let you might as well let it sit out and save yourself some money in the courts or whatever and and then you know, no, we're gonna, we're gonna. You won't know this, Tony, but no. we're gonna absolutely do this to death in part three, the transfer right, window. Right. But what I wanted to say was just on that point. You know, um, we're we're still fourth. We're still, you know, in a in a very good position. Um, and I think someone put some statistics up there of kind of the the, the woe, the, the results of woe that would cause us to lose that. You know, because that means nobody else is going to make a mistake behind us, and they're all we're all in the second tier. Um, down to about 10th, aren't we, this season? Well, uh, I mean, exactly. I mean, look, 
as I said, I'm I'm all for you know Frank yeah. exerting his authority. I mean, that's what you've got to do as a manager. You, you you can't piss about with this stuff. You really really can't. So you know, all power to his elbow there. And um, I th- I mean, I, I could mention the Pedro for William. I don't quite understand what that was all about, J.K. Other than the fact that William must be a bit tired. Or is he? Or is he sending a message there? I don't know. I mean, what I do you think? I didn't think there was any message sent, Chidge, at all. I didn't get. Somebody interpreted it that he looked a bit scowly at the presser. Oh goodness! Uh, you know, it, it was very similar to the team he picked um, before the previous team. Um, so not the previous team before the whole one. So uh, I, you know, I, I I didn't see anything in it. I thought it was peculiar because let's be honest, he, he really isn't up to it. Uh, he can't come on and keep performing this badly, Pedro, because he's just not he, he's 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 not performing, is he? He's not doing it. He's he's um, he's not even doing that thing he did the season before last where he, he ran around brilliantly in the first half. And then the second half seemed to become like, a um, you know, the Duracell Bunny's opponent who always sort of gave up after a bit, you know, and became uh, uh, and his batteries ran out. So I, I, I'm I. <sighs> I don't quite, he, I don't quite get what's happening, why he made that selection, but I don't think that was any message to anybody. I think Frank Frank is is completely, or is been informed by the board why these things didn't happen, and is frustrated like they all are. And I think that that um, no, we're going to get onto this when we talk about the the, the transfers, but I. I I'm, I didn't get that impression at all. I thought it was it was much the same side. But yeah, I, did, I didn't get why why he swapped Pedro for William because William offers so many different positives that Pedro no longer provides. I'm afraid. Well, so, it's very uh, sad to see as well, yeah, isn't it, Tony? I think Pedro thought he was probably going to be off, and I think he yeah, was, yeah, he know. did, he did. I'm sure he did. Absolutely, yeah. as did as did many of them. As yes. We, Gus. Yeah, yeah. It'd be, it'd be yeah. interesting to see how they those that expected to go play while they're still here. I mean, on that point, I mean, I, I wonder if there was a message uh, in this because you know we were saying earlier on, as you know, Tony, that bless his heart, Tammy, you know, put one in for the team. You know, clearly played through the pain. It was unlikely to last for the ninety minutes. Yeah, uh, one would have expected uh, Batshuayi, who was the striker on the bench, to come on. Yeah, but he didn't. He brings on. Barkley as a sub. I mean, and I should at this juncture also say Giroud nowhere to be seen on the bench. Now, I can understand Giroud not being on there. I mean, I thought Frank was very lovely about him in the press last week, saying that he had been really professional throughout, that he had wanted to go. You know, there were deals that were close, but he'd been really professional and a really good man. And I thought that was very pointed of Frank to make that make that statement. But on the other hand, I wonder if Giroud's head was not quite right. But then again, he's not been on the bench forever anyway. But to to have Batshuayi on the bench and not play him and then bring Barkley on, I just thought was odd, mate. I've got to be honest. Is that to me? Because I'm... Yeah, I, yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, I, I, I had some hope that Batshuayi... Look, I was at a party on Friday, um, Saturday night in Crystal Palace country, right? Uh, talking to one of my friends. I hope you've showered since. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's, he's a lovely bloke, Ken, and he's a season to get older at Palace and he would have loved and had hoped that they would get Batshuayi back 
okay, because he fits their style. their level. Gives them something else. And I said, look, you know, he's been given enough chances at Chelsea. And I think he's just, he, he doesn't quite fit everything, but he's also bloody unlucky. I think he's probably hit more posts and bars and, and everything than anybody else. Maybe he's trying too hard, but it patently isn't working. And uh, I look, I look okay, we're going to come on to the transfer. There really wasn't anybody out there, I don't think. But um, I think it was a pointed move. And I think th- this is all part and parcel of, when you think about it, this is Frank's second season as a manager. Okay, He managed at Derby. Um, uh, and I looked at this, this up, and Pep Guardiola had Barcelona B, who play in the equivalent of the third or fourth division or whatever, okay? Um, and he came into a house already built for him, whereas Frank hasn't. He's had the transfer ban. He's done a fantastic job with some of the, the youth, and there's probably more of them to come through. We've got Rubens Loftus-Cheek must eventually come back at some point, you'd hope, this season. And uh, uh, and I think we're in that awkward position. It's almost like that awkward second album, Chidge, where we've got the old guard who are probably thinking, have I got anything left here yeah uh, and these youth that are coming through who let's face it not one of those academy players looks out of place in the premier league not one of them and i think you're right i think the batshuayi message was you know, i think he was on the bench as a filler because he just needed someone to put on the bench which you could argue then why didn't you put Giroud on the bench but maybe Giroud's head's gone as well mm. um the last time he, i saw him come on um i think i tweeted afterwards we'll never see Giroud in the chelsea shirt again because it was you know he just didn't contribute a thing um but it's very much a transition season and we're still full so i think there's a lot to be positive about mm. jonathan what do you what did you make of barkley coming on for tammy uh, i was i was um bemused at the time i think also because barkley came on and was absolutely awful well he is isn't he? oh god but we seem to give him you know he does a decent performance and we think oh well, perhaps he just he's, gives he's the ball okay. away but he just dithers. I, I wrote that on Twitter. He, I can't believe it. He gets the ball and somehow seems to think that just standing on the ball will will just push his way through. And he's not Alan Hudson. Alan Hudson used to be able to do that. He'd have two men around him and he'd poke it through somebody's legs and he was away. But he Barkley can't do that. So he's caught in possession. Of course, immediately the ball is whisked. They boot the ball up the pitch, which is a, um, a ploy they still do. And fair enough, because Vardy is so quick. I have to say, Vardy Vardy's a terrific, terrific player. And, well, and, I think and Madison and Barnes and, and Chilwell and Tielemans. I agree with you. And um, Ianacho. They've got yeah, a good all, side, all Leicester. Absolutely. Really excellent. But it's so speedy. It's based so much on speed. That's an aspect of the way that we've been playing recently that I don't quite get. We don't have the speed that we had at the beginning of the season. I don't understand where it's gone. I mean, it was there in the first 20 minutes. It was. But then it seems to... There was a bizarre thing in the game which I didn't get which was on about 20 minutes, they suddenly came into it. And we'd been completely all over them. And I don't know how it happened. And we were then second to the ball. And it, it was just completely, it was mysterious, beyond belief. It was, it, it, it was the same thing happened, of course, when we scored the goal. We came out the second half, they were a bit below par again. When Rudiger scored, similarly, they're up, they're up, they're up for something. So whether it's a kind of mutual thing in the team, but we, we for the first time ever, as we've established, then had that when Rudiger scored, we seem to come up again. But it's been a rare thing because normally we play for 20 minutes and then seem to just throw it all away. But it was this this moment that I didn't, I still don't get it as to why we allow the opposition to come right back into it. Um, but no, I, but the, to answer the Batshuayi question, I didn't see it as... As, as a statement, I don't I don't think Frank makes statements. I don't think he's got that relationship with the board. I really don't. I think it's very different because Czech is there. 
if Czech is wasn't there, you could say there was a there was a, a distance between the management and the board. Czech is there as the go between. And I don't think and I think they're all reading from the same page. And I, I just think it's it's so he doesn't need to make statements. Do, do you think, know what, JK, do you know yeah. what? I, I think I think you're absolutely right. I, I, I totally agree with that. And I think there's a reason for that. I think you normally when uh, Chelsea have had managers, they've come in and they bring in their own uh, backroom staff, yeah. their own entourage, you know, in which they are insulated by that. Uh, and they're almost a kind of a separate entity within the club. Whereas I think Frank and Jody see themselves as the club. Yes. You know, they are part of the club, <clears throat> as is Petr Cech. Uh, you yeah. know, he knows these people. He's, I mean, fuck me, he was, how long was he at Chelsea, Tony? Yeah, exactly. Over it's 10, ten years. years. And your point is really good as well, Chich, because what I was, I was just thinking then is, how many times have we been at football and you hear people saying, you know, the, the players are being picked, the, the manager's being told who to pick? Yeah. Yeah. Right, because we spent that much money on it. Well, Frank's showing that to be a load of old bollocks, isn't he? He's just he's dropped a seventy-one million pound goalkeeper. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I think that's so. I don't think it's as much making a statement um, as as Frank saying, "I'm the boss." Yeah, right, and that's it. There isn't a single tactical. There isn't a single player in that squad who can argue with Frank Lampard on what he's achieved because he's achieved more than any of them. But I know Pedro's got a load of trophies, but you see what I mean, right? As a Chelsea player, he's untouchable in that sense. So there's no, you're not going to get any lip from Willian or anyone like because he can just say, "Shut up!" You know, I know what I know what I'm doing, and this yeah. is why you're dropped. And I think he's that sort of player. I think Frank is that sort of manager. He's honest. I, I don't see any statements there. I just see a man saying, you're "This out. is what's best for the, the club." Page. Yep, exactly. And I think he made that that decision to put Barkley on because I think he thought tactically he wanted to do because William then went into the middle, didn't he? Yeah. William played a, a false nine. I think also what he was doing was he was trying to shore up the midfield because he felt that that was where we were suffering and he didn't want to give another goal away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As it was, yeah. we almost did anyway, didn't we? With uh, actually oh. the barn, the Barnes miss had been before that. Yeah, so they, they didn't get another chance. No, but, but having I... said that, though, it meant that we then didn't. Um, I don't think we had another chance either. Yeah. So it's almost like he was he was closing the door on the game. And I've yeah. I've looked at it, and I, I've I've just looked at the running order, and I've, I've I think I know where we are. But you've got is a point at Leicester a good away point? They're a bloody good side. I mean, the days when we could just say, oh, it's just Leicester. Uh, you know, this season they've they've shown themselves to be a very very good team, as you said, J.K. Built on pace. He's had some very very good buys in there. Vardy is having a second or third life, you know, and. Uh, and I, I think anybody who goes to Leicester and gets a point would be quite happy. And I'll probably include City in that. Maybe not Liverpool. Yeah. They're a bit untouchable at the moment, but you know what I mean. But yeah, Tony, I have you absolutely spot on, sir. I think, I think, you know, I think Leicester are a very, very good side. They've got some good players. They've been very well assembled. A good mix of youth coming in as well. Vardy, exceptional player. I think Rogers is a good manager too. Actually, I have to say. Uh, so going up there and playing as well as we did, and we, we had them under the cosh for moments in that game. They We were all over them like a cheap suit for the first 25 minutes, as Jonathan said. I think that's a good point. I, and I think, you know, I, I think ultimately, actually, it, weirdly, it was a point that suited neither us or them, really, because we kind of stayed as we were. And it, but it would have been an even better point had Man City had a fucking pair of bollocks between them and not lost 2-0 yeah. to, to Mourinho Spurs yesterday. Yeah. Because, of course, that now means we're what? We're four points ahead of Spurs. They We've got 41, they've got 37. So that's a bit worrying. And uh, Sheffield United are on fifth. Uh, so let me get this right. They're sixth with 36. United, 
seventh with 35. We've got six on United, which is not a bad gap to have at this yeah. stage. We could have done with, with Spurs not winning yesterday. But other than that, I think, you know, I'm happy with that. Good point. Well played on the yep. whole. Exactly, exactly. And, and um, it, I, I will keep coming back to this. It's a transitional season, probably the biggest one we've had since Ranieri's last season. Mm, totally agree. I've got something for you, boys. I mean, you won't, won't have seen this, Tony, because obviously I haven't sent it to you. But what I do now, I don't do the script like I used to. I compile a whole ream of stats and notes because I'm clearly a geek but I, I discovered something that that uh, has been I've been ruminating for a long time uh, Jonathan and, and Tony uh, you know we keep going on about it don't we oh gold blimey they, they keep letting goals in and they can't score a goal they can't hit a cow's ass with a banjo yada 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 so I, I delved into this and it, and it really came out of me looking at the at the table and to see how many goals for and how, goals against we've got well we've uh, goals for is 43. Goals against is 34. Now, on the breakfast show on Love Sport the weekend, I, we were talking about uh, Villa. And uh, they've conceded 47 goals this season from 25 games. So basically, they're having to score two goals pretty much every match in order to, to get over the line, which is bloody hard. And I thought, well, I wonder how this applies to Chelsea. So I did some did some work, right? Guess where we are in the table for goals scored? I'll help you out. We're fourth. fourth. We're fourth behind right. Liverpool, Man City and Leicester City. It's exactly as you are. Exactly as you are. Guess well, where hey. we are in the table for goals conceded? Well, I'll, I'll help you out. We're, we're ninth, actually. We're ninth. Equal ninth, tenth with Arsenal. Right? So, I, I've been saying this for a long time. I said, we're not scoring enough goals from the chances we create but it's not as if we are not scoring goals what the problem is is bloody well leaking them yeah that's the problem you know if you're having to score one and a third goals every game you know just to kind of make up for what you're going to go and concede it makes your life a lot harder and i really truly believe that if we stop shipping goals at the back do what all good teams do, build on a solid, strong defensive foundation, we are going to win far more games than we lose or draw because we are still scoring goals as the table as the table yes. the table doesn't lie. We are fourth top goal scorers. Yeah. So how about those apples? We're still creating masses and masses of chances. Yeah. We're second in the table for corner create- after corner. You know, I mean, uh, uh, one despairs the number of bloody corners. Right, it was well, so good that Rudiger scored from that. From uh, Jonathan, we're, we're second in the table for chances created. Yeah, and absolutely. We're, but we're absolutely. second in the table for big chances missed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't think the problem is actually up the front. The problem for me is at the back, and you could argue, you know, because of course we're we are supposed to be educated football supporters, not FIFA fans. But you could argue that the problem is also to do with the midfield. You could also argue that the attack are not doing enough defensively. But either way, we're leaking too many goals, whatever the the root cause is. And Chid, you could argue that, that he's made the right decision in playing Caballero and why didn't he do it earlier? Well, because, you know, I don't know why he didn't. You'd have to ask Frank that. But then, but, but I'm uh, intrigued as to why did he choose this game to pick him? And is it going to happen according to, to the internet? Um uh, this may be it for the rest of the season. Yeah, well, we shall see. We shall see. Um, 
Anyway, I think uh, that's a that's a very good uh, uh, you know. It's not not often that Chidge does a bit of statistical analysis, but there you go. When I do, it's a corker. So well there done. you go. Yeah, yeah, good. All right. Um, now we are going to shortly go to part two, uh, but before we do that, I am going to uh, infest your ears with more pluggery. Uh, just a quick plug for uh, Patreon and uh, welcome to our new Patreons this week. We're going to be hearing from one. Uh, later on i will try and keep his identity anonymous because people don't you know i don't they never asked us you know why anyway uh, but anyway patreon is uh, a little kind of thing where uh, people basically pay money every month uh in the vain expectation that they'll get some premium content uh sadly they're still waiting uh, they have had kerry dixon signed scarves though or banners haven't they jonathan so that's quite something yes yes good for them yes. talking of talking of which you two have got one of those haven't you i've given you the signed Kerry Dixon banner, haven't I, Jonathan? No, Chidge, I'm afraid. Have I not? No, no, Jesus. but I, I understand. I'm, I, I'm no, a, that's a pull. I'm a pull. It's okay. It's no, okay. you're not at all. You should have been first on the list. I was, the, that was the point was that people who do the podcast we should get it. Now Tony's going to tell me he hasn't got one either, aren't uh, you? Correct, I haven't. <laughs> Fucking hell. All right, okay. Well, I, as it happens, as you're it happens... You're a busy man, Chidge. You're a busy man. We know I'm, that. I'm a bit useless, I think. But anyway, I, I, as it happens, I have, I'm just checking the box now. But... Uh, See, there's the. Can you hear the box oh, sound yeah. effects? Yeah. Radio, radio effects rustling, Chidge. Yes, you'd be fiddling with anything, couldn't you? I'll do well, it now. I'm, I'm careful. We've had we've had Big Willie, Kovacic's tackle, Tony Commando, and now I could be fiddling with anything. Uh, the bottom line is there are two uh, Kerry Dixon signed banners with your name on them. If you see what I mean, uh, for oh, both of you, and, and I'm very sorry that I I didn't let you. I must talk to all the other fan casters to make sure that they've got one because I have a feeling I've been equally. I I think knowing Dan, Dan Silves managed to grab hold of a handful uh, before I'd even thought about it. So Dan will be all right, but yeah. I, I should should sort you lot out. But anyway, there we go. Well, what was I talking about? Patreon. Yeah. Apart from that, we will endeavour. Jonathan and I keep trying to figure out how we can do our little post-match videos and get them on Patreon. But I have other ideas. I just need the time to do it. As I was saying to JK before we went on air, I have basically done three seven-day weeks in a row. So I am... I'm running on air, but uh, I will come up for air shortly and I'll apply the mighty brain to this. But in the meantime, I just really wanted to say thank you for all of you who do uh, subscribe to Patreon. You're absolutely lovely and I love you for it. Um, if anybody else wants to, it is at patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. Uh, it's also a good way to get hold of me. Chain, thank you for your message, by the way. I haven't had time to reply, but usually I do reply quite quickly because I get notifications. So there you go. So join up on the old Patreon. You won't regret it. Now, after this break, we are going to do the transfer window fallout to death. So there you go. We'll be back soon. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV. Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boy's life. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. 
Oh, wow, great. Uh, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com Right, welcome back. Uh, this is, of course, the Chelsea Fancast. And uh, tonight on the show, as ever, is uh, me, Stanford Chish, Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Buonasera. And, uh, and the lovely Reverend Tony Glover, who, uh, who, who manfully uh, stepped in uh, in part two, because we, we were supposed to have Joe Tweedy on the show tonight, but poor old Joe is sick in bed, so he couldn't join us. So uh, Tony stepped in. What an absolute trooper you are, mate. <laughs> it just tells you what a life I've got in it when I can just give up a Monday night to come on it. <laughs> you know, what else was I going to do? <laughs> what else are you going to do on a Monday night? Yeah, exactly. exactly. I haven't I had a row with JK for ages, but uh, to be fair, um, that, that, that counts for the show as well. We've been agreeing on virtually everything this season. <laughs> no, well, I, there's thing. a reason for that, you see, because it's pretty bloody simple football, isn't it? If you, yes, if you avoid all the, all the nappy shitting and the idiocy you get on social absolutely. media and you, you, you keep well, calm... Well, no, but one of the reasons is we both love Frank, you see, whereas, yes. whereas we had different opinions about Sarri. That's all it was. Well, can I just comment on something there, Chis, what you just said? Right, um, I'm in Twitter jail, as you probably are aware. Well, you, I did get your message. What was all that about, yeah, then? Well, I, I, uh, there's a, a, a particular person who said something um, about um, the leader, the ex-leader of the UKIP and the Brexit party. Uh, and I just did a bit of a Ken um, and said that's because he's a, you know, a, a, a not a nice one, but a horrible low life one or whatever and then well, not I, not the campaign for a united yeah, to get, oh, yeah. that, what a what a what a work of genius <laughs> that was but i did i, I did actually um uh, I, I immediately got a thing back saying this person has reported you now it said this person has reported you and i was like Fucking god they've told me who it was um and i got a seven day i didn't even get 24 hours i got a seven day ban so but the, here's the, the, the nice side of it right i've i've selectively chosen who to follow Okay, my backup account is a private account, so a few people have, you know, sort of requested to follow me back. Are you and following me? Uh, yes. Am I following you? I don't know. I don't think so because it, it's it's grumpy blokes, so or grumpy blokes. So if you, you know, you might not have seen it or why don't you call it grumpy bollocks? Well, it, it, it's linked to an old blog that I used to write that I'm starting to try and get going again, which is the Guild of Grumpy Blokes. Right, it's all about being a, a sort of forty, fifty year old bloke in modern society 
and how things are ramping up against us really pissed old hack baffled by new technology type stuff you know um and uh and basically it was just um but it's been it's been like a haven chidge because I've been able to, follow, and I've not seen any of the fucking rubbish around the transfer window, or and it, it's been lovely, and I, 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 it's been a positive experience, a positive one. So what's what is it? Grumpy blokes? Uh, he look as he goes to look up. Grun- I've got grumpy, grumpy old, grumpy old uh, Rick Wakeman. No. Grumpy bloke one. It's grumpy blokes UK. Ah, grump! I found it. Grumpy blokes UK. UK life president of the Guild of Grumpy Blokes That's it. That's Lurker. It. I have no desire to know you, talk to you, listen to you, or ever meet you. Now, fuck off. Uh, his website, everybody, is fuckthefuckoff.com. I wish it was. Now, now, everybody will know that you are, in fact, Tony Glover. And I'm following you now, but apparently yeah. it's pending. I have to wait yeah, for you to approve yeah, me. It is, um, what's it called? It's one of these protected accounts like Bob and a few others do. Yeah, All right. Well, uh, you've got 36 followers, mate. So uh, yeah. maybe, maybe you'll have 37 if you allow me yes. to play. Anyway, we'll. we digress no, don't massively. Him, don't let him, Tony. Don't let him in. That'd be really grumpy. <laughs> don't be, so be mean. No, don't be mean. You're, you're both too too good friends, really, for me to be that, that be that horrible. Uh, well, the funny thing is, you see, we don't need it really because we've got a WhatsApp group, so we yeah. don't need. No, 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 no isn't no. that is, ain't that the truth? Apart from bloody Steve, who keeps posting stupid memes on our on our, <laughs> yes. you know, cock or no cock uh, WhatsApp group. Yeah. But there you go. Anyway, we do digress. Uh, we need to talk about the transfer window, which of course slammed shut with Jim White's yellow tie on Friday. What a load <laughs> of old ass gravy that is. Um, anyway, uh, first question, Jonathan. We d- we signed no one. Why? Um, because um, the players we wanted were either ludicrously um, priced and tried to price themselves out. I mean, um, 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 CFC UK magazine, um, Dave Johnson, um, posted that he'd been chatting to somebody uh, at the club um, uh, who, who knew all about the Mertens transfer. And apparently Mertens, despite only having six months, asked um, they asked for the transfer fee to be thirty-five million, which of course is absolutely ludicrous for somebody who's who's thirty-three. And I think this was this... and has scored four goals in sixteen games. Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, uh, Jorginho, however, interestingly posted a picture of himself with Mertens at the time uh, the transfer was was being mooted as going through. So perhaps there was a excuse me an element of truth in the fact that he was contacted. But I think it just goes to show. How completely ludicrous. I mean, I added somebody rather like my response, which is I put uh, in a moment of despair, this is a load of old bollocks, isn't it? I just wrote. <laughs> and, uh, because I was just so utterly pissed off with the supposed um, uh, so resources who were supposed to be of, of some status. Um, I mean, you can you can exclude the Express and the Sun who just made it up all the time. But there were some other people who should have known better. And I will, I will once again go along with the, the standard here, who I thought behaved absolutely ridiculously in their approach to it, which was just to copy whatever anybody was 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 uh, disseminating on Twitter. And I felt that that was unbelievably lazy journalism and just stoked the fire. You know, this constant obsession with Nathan Ake and William going to Barcelona, which comes up every time, is just... It, yeah, it's about time people just said, look, this isn't happening. This is just made up. But everybody believes it. 
And unfortunately, they then, which is the inevitable consequence, is they attack the board because the board aren't doing it properly. Well, well, the board in this instance, what are they going to do? Buy ridiculously priced players who aren't good enough. All the people we were associated with who just weren't good enough. You could say Cavani, OK. He wanted 350,000, according to sources, a week, which oh, makes sense. Yeah, no. It makes sense because that's what he gets at PSG. So he's not going to go down from that. And and Chelsea only wanted him on a six-month loan because that makes sense because he's 33. But apparently, um, sources that I w- I've spoke to said that he was he the, he wanted a year and a half. That makes him 34 and a half with a contract that is 3.5. And so you don't uh, sorry yeah, which is three um 3.5 is um uh, which is 350,000 a week. So you know that's that's a million and a half a month. So you I suppose in the end. Um, I think also they, they wanted a transfer fee as well of 12 million. So you just start adding it up and you think, you know, is he going to play enough? I mean, Chelsea were, I heard, were happy to do this for six months, but he didn't want that. So the whole thing then falls apart. And then we're associated with with stupid, stupid transfers like Diop from West Ham and the bloke from Brighton. What's his name? Dunn. Is it, you know, you, you, yes, you just go, oh, come on. You might as well make anybody up and just... And just suggest which people started doing. So it, it really is. These all these things are so unlikely. If you analyse the fact that Chelsea's policy is not to sign people over thirty, and if they did sign them, it'd be to a year's contract. So somebody who's thirty-three, they're really taking a big gamble on. I think the Cavani one was likely because it was mentioned by by Tammy. But once again, they're not they're not going to let him sign for two years because it makes him. They can't sell him on. They're not going to make a profit. So. Uh, you know, I think what's happening is they're waiting um, till the summer when they'll have worked out a whole series of people who are, are willing to, to leave or near the end of their contracts. I think and also we'll then get into a situation where all the, the people that were supposedly supposed to leave. I mean, what he wanted to do, Frank, was one in, one out. It was absolutely obvious. It's useless getting rid of everybody from the squad and not having people to come in. So Alonso, who was supposedly going to go to Milan, um, where where. Conte's getting his way and is signing all these older players. Um, that didn't go through. And I think also because they, they were wary of having anything to do with Conte because of his reputation with, with Chelsea. Then you've got um, the Giroud transfer, supposedly. Suddenly Giroud's off to Lazio. Who invented that, bollocks? The Express. Although then it got into the sun. And then several other people took it over on Twitter. Now, it was either going to be Inter, but once again, we're not willing to do do deals with Inter because of, of, um, of Conte being involved. So... Um, uh, and it was all, always, as Frank stated early on, I don't know why people paid no attention to this, they would not sell Giroud or anybody unless he had a replacement. What would be the, the reason, what would be the logic of getting rid of Giroud just for the hell of it and then only having two strikers? No, he's always going to have three. If Batshuayi gets injured or Tammy gets injured, Giroud's on the bench. And if one of them get, is tactically isn't working, he comes on. It's absolutely obvious. I don't understand why people were so willing to get rid of Giroud. And some people say Giroud deserves to leave. He's had a good innings for Chelsea. No, it's all about people being in place. It's not about people being it's not a charity, the club. You've got to you've got to have a player a player ready in case. In the same way, he didn't get rid of Pedro, who was a likely person to go, and it was obvious he was going to leave. I think he was associated with going to to. Um, uh, into into Miami with with Beckham because there was nobody coming in. So he's going to keep the squad. Emerson, I stand by this 
this thing that Ron, poor old bloke, has deleted his account. Um, and Ron, I have to say, got it absolutely right about Kepper because he said that he was going to be replaced by at one stage. And he was right about Caballero doing that. But he said Emerson has had a row with them, wants to leave. But they're not going to sell him if there's nobody coming in. It's not, once again, they're not going to get rid of players until the summer. They'll do it all in the summer when there are about five people who are obviously going to go. Barkley will go because he's not up to it. Pedro will go because he's not up to it anymore. Alonso will go because he doesn't rate him. Emerson will go because he wants to leave. He's got, he'll get replacements. I think Chilwell will probably join us, actually. I get that impression. They're really going to strive for him. Um, and you've then got a really excellent pairing of Rhys James and him. And you hope they'll be, Chill will be able to, to work with somebody on the left-hand side. William may very well go because he's at the end of his contract. But, he, you know, Barcelona, for goodness sake, there's constant rubbish about Barcelona. Um, so those are the players for me that will be leaving and will make, we'll make decent replacements. So, uh, I, you know, I, once again, it, Frank isn't being being having a row or having a problem. Well, Jonathan, I'm, I'm just going to just wanna, want you to pause for a second because I've got a, a really interesting post on Mixler here, which I, I want you to comment on. It's from James Heath. It yeah. says, hello, James, by the way. It says, the issue with the transfer window is twofold. One, the club went in with an elaborate wish list, Chilwell, uh, Werner, that they uh, that they waited until January to start working on, despite knowing they would wouldn't would be able to do but I, I need to pick the bones out of the english sorry james the club went in with an elaborate wish list chilwell and Werner, and then they waited until january to start working on it despite knowing that they wouldn't be able to do business i think yeah. why wait to get working uh, and was there ever a plan if rebuffed can i can this i hard, just, no no hang on let me finish it this was hardly the first january transfer window there's a miscommunication between frank what frank was expecting and what was delivered as evidenced by the oh, by the press conferences. This is the same story we've heard before on multiple occasions. We know how they've ended. Ramifications of this misstep could be anything from nothing. No top four and Frank leaving. Oh, this is just... I'm sorry, James. This is absolutely pitiful rubbish. How do you know this for a fact? Yeah, Doing nothing is a big gamble and is a sign that either there's no support for the current manager or the people behind the scenes aren't fit for a club of Chelsea stature. Well, I disagree with all of that. Absolute arse gravy, James. Sorry, mate. That's rubbish. Sorry. yeah. Sorry, for a start, who said they were after Chilwell and Werner? Yeah, where's where, how does how do you know that, James? It's completely From the press. made up. It's completely made up. Chilwell wasn't. Uh, uh, Why would Chilwell leave Leicester you, you in the can't... middle of a, se- of a season when they're second? This is this Come is on, the let's point. Have, gonna... Let's let's look at the logic of this. Well, of this... course not. Made up entirely by a Absolutely. whole series of people. Absolutely bollocks to think that was happening. Werner. Why would Werner go in the middle? They're second, Leipzig. What? What a first, even. What was that about? Why is that? And why? Why is Frank therefore um, at, at, at loggerheads with the rest of them? Checks no. his mate. Check is the yeah. is the bridge. They're all friends. It's all working. It's working really well. I'm sorry. I, I, it's well, I think I, I just want to jump in and say actually, you can't buy the players if they're not there. That's the first thing. That's it. That's it. January is a notoriously tough time to get any good players. I think I can think of uh, an Elka and Ivanovic as one of the standout ones that really did work. You also have to look at what we've what we we didn't buy Mertens, yeah, which could have been another Pato, another Falcao, another fucking Higuain, yeah. So that's good. That, that was a positive, in my view, because the last thing we need is another overpaid, uh, on his way out striker. You might as well go and ring Jurgen Klinsmann if you want to go and do that. You know, and so I, I, I totally agree. Now, my, my only miss, the only bit I was mystified was, was why spend 
the money to go to the courts, everything to get a transfer ban lifted and then not actually do it. Um, was it a point of principle or, or what? I don't know, because they, they could have saved themselves legal fees and all sorts of shit and just said, look, we're doing fine, thanks. We'll be OK in summer. I think they, they gave them the opportunity to do it. It's like saying the Mertens thing. I think he would have come in if they hadn't asked for the uh, if he hadn't asked for yeah, yeah, yeah. five million. You know, yeah. they might have got a player to come in, one of them, who was a decent um, a professional who would have given them some um, width or something. Mertens is a decent player and Georgina yeah, yeah. might have played very well with him. But but the very fact that he then attempted to to take the piss and what, what happens, of course, is the, is the clubs take the piss. I mean, I can't think of anybody who was available who would have made us better. I mean, I honestly think they actually did go, they did, they did set up Zahar bef- uh, before the transfer window started and it all became completely untenable by the club wanting more and more money for him and him wanting 400,000 a week mm. and therefore it they fell apart but if he's therefore on their on their plans isn't he? he's on he's on the uh, the radar but if they then if they then attempt to get huge amounts of money because it's because they want to play um, in mid-season that you have to make a decision don't you you have to make a decision is he good enough are we willing to to have one player on 400,000 a week and nobody else on it and he's got to get on with everybody and it may be that he's a terrific player I'm a fan of Zahar as it happens mm. but the board obviously made a decision that they weren't going to be taken held to ransom well, this is so thing, isn't it? Aren't we, aren't, them, you know aren't we aren't we now a new model you know, the days when we were just chucked through £400 million away at players, when we've got this academy, which Roman has, has funded yes. and has wanted, has wanted to see as a production line into that. Uh, and this, the, the transfer ban, we've said it on here before, an ideal opportunity to, to get these players in, to try them out, and they are doing well. Now, who's to say they won't kick on and get even better this season, OK? Because it's, we all know it's a massive step from winning the FA Youth Cup five years or whatever on the bounce and then getting into the Premiership, where you're up against some grizzled old hard-nosed players yeah who know all the tricks in the book um and and, and i think you know actually I'm, I'm enamored by the fact that we did I, you know my point on the confusion about not buying having got the transfer ban lifted um is is more of a, a, a you know a pedant special if you like and it's like well what the fuck would you bother that for but you know if the players aren't there don't buy them don't just go and buy it you know because if well, I think we'd be going into we'd be going into and drink water yeah, world. Of course, we? exactly. We never so, want to do that no. again. We're never doing no. that again. So, so now plan for the summer. You've got the Euros on this summer, so you've got an opportunity for see, to see some players in the shop windows. And like you said, there could be you know if we get Champions League football, um, you know, is Ben Chilwell going to want to play that with Leicester or Chelsea? Which one's got the pedigree there? Yeah, do you see what I mean? So you 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 can work on it <clears> with a bit of forward planning, and, and I, I, agree. I, I, I like it. Chich. I like yeah, well, I, well, I, I mean, look, I, I'm sorry, I, 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 I let you to, uh, you know, go full steam ahead on that, and you were both brilliant. I was also, I didn't mean to sound rude to James, but, uh, so I've been kind of conversing on, uh, on Mixler with the people. I'm a man of the people, if nothing else. But I do have very strong views on this, and I actually wrote an article that came out uh, last Friday for uh, Football London. And uh, I, you know, if you really want to have an in-depth uh, look at what I really think about all this, uh, go and have a look. I've just reposted it on uh, on the Chelsea Fancast Twitter feed, so go, do have a read if you want. But you know, I, I really, you know, agree with both the boys on here. I mean, I know for a fact because we had a very good source that said that Chelsea were trying to buy players. They were not sitting on their hands trying to do bugger all. They were trying to buy players, but the the clubs don't want to sell because 
um, you know, they, they've got a lot of TV money and they don't have to. And, of course, the other thing is is that clubs know that Chelsea want to buy because we were out of the transfer market last, last window. So what they do is they hike the price up knowing yeah. that we want to buy. It's classic economics. It's demand and supply. Yes. But Chelsea, Chelsea's policy has been sensible for the last few years, apart from one very important thing, which I will mention in a minute. But on the whole, they don't want to buy players who are too old and they don't want to be mugged off. They, they, they want to buy value. They don't want to just get mugged yeah. off by people. Yeah. Um, the second point is this, is that Given what's happening this season, uh, it's it's a very different dynamic for Chelsea. I I am hoping, and pretty much the talent of my article was, you know, don't blink, don't panic by, just because you have a sniff of top four, which, let's face it, none of us really expected this season. Exactly. Because what we cannot have ever again is this absolutely ridiculous, uh, panic-driven, last-minute, short-termist, policy of buying absolute crap like i mean i've got a list here of people i mean i, I we said this on the uh, love sports show and i had a, a slightly different list but you know the likes of you know zappa costa baba Rahman, papa jilly body drink water bakayoko you name it there are so many players that we've got and i think the list that we had the other day Jonathan on the Love Sports Show, something like 320 million Maratta. spent. Maratta was yeah. one of them, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, 320 million spent. And there are more that we didn't have in that list. And we are, out, out of that list, only two of them are still at the club, and that's Tony Rudiger and Michi Batshuayi. And, and whenever you change a manager, this is what happens. And this is what's been happening to this club far too long. They need to take a pause, take a longer-term view, and say, look, we've got a plan here. Let's execute it. We've got the guys we want to, to, to manage the club. We've got the youth coming through. What we need to do is we need to surgically and strategically target players to uh, fill in where, what, you know, where and what we need. And it has to be quality. It has to be quality because the one thing that we are lacking fundamentally as a football team at the moment are, it's not just positions, it's quality, world-class players. You add three or four world-class players to this team and we are competing for the Premier League again. And I'll tell you this, no club, no club in the Premier League has done business like that in the January window because unless you sorted it out two windows before, it doesn't happen. I mean, you know, arguably the best transfer signing made by any club uh, this window was Bruno F- Bruno Fernandes by United, very highly rated player in Portugal. But that's still a bit of a gamble because he wasn't on a lot of people's radars. So, you know, people were absolutely going mad about this. And as Jonathan said, haranguing and attacking the board for being stupid. Uh, and, you know, it just does my, does my noodle in. But- they would be much better off wearing like we all said that they would at the beginning of the season wearing it for this uh for this season and hopefully start working on who they really need to get in this summer and make sure that they do St- strategically and surgically targeted sorry guys i had to get that rant in who's who's no, up no, first no, no, i just want to Jonathan? say that, that um, um you know, it, it's absolutely um the board is completely behind and thanks to steve martin for a, a tweet that he sent me um the board are completely behind frank and are, are actually um making plans at this moment for who they're going to get in yeah and and we don't want to and you you bet the bottom dollar if if we'd bought a couple of journeyman idiots the fans would have completely gone berserk and say you're preventing the youth from coming in you know so they can't do anything the board they either buy 
huge old bloke who doesn't do very well and everybody has a go, or they buy a couple of not very good Premier League or even Championship people never heard of, and, and everybody has a go as well because they never heard of them and they're not very good. And then it, it, it interferes with the, the whole youth setup and the way that the team is being is being structured at the moment. So it's it's I, I think in the end they made completely the right decision. There was nobody there, people held them to ransom. It's all being set up for the summer. The summer is a much better time for all of this to take place. But the dilemma is, is Frank has got to now deal with the situation with the team he's got. And he's still striving to get the best team that he wants together, as we're noticing all the time. And here, herein, lies the, herein lies the next point, uh, you know, because I, I was really steamed about this on Friday and, and didn't really get a chance to completely articulate it on the Love Sports Show. But... I, I, sm I smelt the whiff of a, a media narrative and agenda coming out on Friday, which went along the lines of, "Oh, Frank's pissed off. He's sending a message to the board that he, he, you know, he's not happy with what they're doing. Oh, if he does this, he'll be like Conte and he'll he'll get fired at the end of the season." The media are, are, are writing their agenda already about this, and as I said, I think I did say this, didn't I, on the Love Sports Show, Jonathan? I said, "If, if, if, I mean." You know, Frank was pissed off with that stupid prick from Sky, Gary. Co is it Gary Cottrell asking him stupid questions and trying to get him to make a uh, play the the deal or no deal game? You know, I I would have been pissed off if I was Frank. And yes, I'm sure he's disappointed that he hasn't got uh, the strength uh, to strengthen the squad. I'm sure he's disappointed because he knows that it's going to be harder to make top four. But it was going to be hard at the beginning of the season, and he's a winner and he wants to do it. But I don't think it means that his job's under the threat or he's pissed off with the board. No, it's just people adding two and two and making seventy three. It's a slow. It's a slow news day for Chelsea this season, isn't it? Because all the news is about Liverpool and City, you know, falling off and, and, uh, and you know, Pochettino losing uh, or leaving and Mourinho coming in. They've got their they've got their little Hollywood bits, haven't they? OK. And then suddenly someone is like, well, I haven't written anything about Chelsea yet. Well, Frank looks a bit pissed off in that interview, doesn't he? Frank, and, and I'm with you there. I think it's utter bollocks. If Frank wants to give a message to the board, he's only got to go and walk up to him. He can go and talk to yeah. Peter Cech. Absolutely JK stupid, put yeah. something up there the other week. Yeah. Um, I think it was Cy Phillips, I think. Now, he said afterwards he was joking, but it was something about... Um, oh, uh, Bruce Buck didn't do this, and, and the board have let him down again. And, and I think JK, you responded with Bruce Buck is the fucking board. It's what I said exactly, and he said <laughs> it's a joke. Yeah, yeah. But remember he said he, he wrote to him, he's John. It's a joke, and my response was yes, uh, yes. It's uh, Jonathan. Or... It's Jonathan. Never John. Never. Yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah. Um, and and I, I remember reading that. And I thought I could join in here, but um, I've had a bit of a fractious time with Simon Phillips before in the past. <laughs> but it was. But I agreed with you because actually. You know, you, I think it was easy for him. It was, it was kind of a, a bit of an easy route out for him to go. I was just joking because if you, most people put an emoji at the end of it, don't they? You know, a little smiley. At the end. You know what Freud says? Well, Freud says many things, of yes. course, one of which is a cigar can just be a cigar. But he also said there's no such thing as a joke. No. And I, 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 I just remember him from the dog food adverts. No, not that, <laughs> Freud. <laughs> well done, Tony. Yeah, yeah, good, good response. Well, good response. Look, I don't. I, I, I'm looking at this and thinking Frank is not sending a message. Frank came in with a specific task. He's on a free pass. I don't even think the board expected fourth this season, right? Um, uh, he's on a free pass. This is a new model. And, and uh, isn't it ironic that Man United and Arsenal now seem to be trying to follow suit by not going out and buying big players, but trying to bring their own ones through? B 
because it's unsustainable. What we did before, yeah, Roman might be the richest, <laughs> the richest man in the world, but only after a while, he's, he's not that because he's pissing billions away on, on, on you know, what was the, the old phrase, cheat or something? If you, uh, if you want to make a million out of football, go and spend 100 million first. Isn't it? I know. It's, I know. it's ridiculous. I, I, I'm actually really, I'm still thrilled with what we're doing. There will be bumps in the road to use that horrible old cliche, but I'm excited by it. And I think Frank is a young, intelligent, he is, I think, I think he's in front of where Guardiola was when he took over Barcelona because he's had a yeah. time of it and the house hasn't been built for him yet. That's yeah, me. That's I, over. Mate, no, totally agree. Right, I just want to. I, I just want to finish this up because you know there is seriously, and I, I mean, you know, this is. I think it's it's true that Frank is disappointed. I think that I think the whole club are disappointed that they couldn't get any business done this window because you know they're not idiots. They they would have loved to have been able to strengthen, and that's the point: strengthen, not be encumbered by you know squad players who will block the youth. Um, they want to win. They want to get top four because you know you get top four, you get in the Champions League, you make more money, you are more attractive as a proposition to world class players. Of course, they want to be in top four, but you know I do think that they need to stick to the plan. I mean, Liverpool had a plan three or four years ago, hired the right guy who has been a brilliant acquisition for their club, and they wore finishing eighth and sixth. And look where they are now, because they've, they've been sensible and they've stuck to their plan, exactly. bought, who, bought who they need. And I think we should do the same. Now, here's the thing. There is no doubt that business has to be done. Um, and uh, I've just had to think about who needs to be shipped out. And this is my list. It's fucking staggering. All right? <laughs> right. Is it anything like mine? Well, I don't know. I'm going to read it, and you you can tell me. Uh, Ross Barkley. Yes. I'm not going to comment. I'm not going to comment on any of them yes, in a, uh, right now. I'll let you do that after I've read it out. Ross Barkley, Michi Batshuayi, Willie Caballero, only because he's getting on a bit. Emerson, Olivier Giroud. Question mark over Arithmetic as we were saying earlier on. Marcus Alonso, William. Questionable because I know Frank likes him, but you know he's getting on a bit. Pedro Bakayoko, Danny Drinkwater, Michael Hector, Kennedy, Alvaro Morata still on our flaming books. Baba Rahman, Mark Van Ginkel, well he's never been fit. David Zapacosta. I mean that's just. I mean there are probably more, and I mean okay, the first kind of nine of those are obviously de- you know playing now, but that's almost a whole team. This is this is the extent. To which Chelsea Football Club needs a complete overhaul, a complete overhaul Absolutely. in terms of its playing stuff. You cannot do that in a January window. In fact, I'd say it's going to take two or three yes. transfer windows yep. to sort this mess out. And that's uh, that's the thing. It's, well, Victor Moses was one of them, and he went, didn't he? Because he was bought by. He, he's not on my list because he's gone. He's gone. Absolutely. I'm saying they got rid of one person at least. Yeah. 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 But I, I'm 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 with you. I think that is absolutely uh, a, a list I couldn't disagree with. I, I, maybe William's got another season in him, but he does seem to be a slightly um, moody character at the best times. But he can contribute a lot. But see, so yeah, some of the other players are going to go. And like you said, and, and you know, a lot of this I lay at Mourinho's door because of that last season when you know he was basically selling an awful lot of good players and bringing in a load of old dross. Um, before he every time I watch Matter, every time I watch Matter play. I think, what on earth did we do? Just yes. because he was such a wonderful character yeah. and uh, the fans loved him and he was so skillful, scored some fantastic goals. And uh, it was just an ego thing, wasn't it? Well, you wonder whether it was also trying to balance the books or something. Yeah, yeah. But 
he had an opportunity, he wasn't going to play. But I, I still look at him and think, oh, he should have been he should have been one of our great legends. He should have yeah. carried on playing for us. He was so good. Oh, dear. So, you know, I mean, the, 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 the causes of the malaise, if you like, the ageing squad, the fact that it needs a rebuild, are all there. It's been building up over a long period of time, like you said, Chidge. Yeah, and, and that's why you end up with nine, ten players, like you said, almost an entire team that you're going to have to recycle in some way. You know, get, mm. get some out, get some in. And you're right. It won't happen. Look, there's a big shop window in June and you might get two or three good ones out of that. Okay, you might tempt some of the other bright young England stars across or whatever, but you're not going to get 10 out and 10 in. You're just not going to happen. No, exactly. All right. Uh, I was going to ask uh, Joe Tweedy about who should be targeted going forward. But uh, number one, me, Tony and Jonathan have ranted so much about this very thorny issue. Uh, that I've run out of time. And B, I, I, you know, Joe, Joe knows far more about this than us three will ever know, which is why he's such a brilliant bloke. And uh, what I might do is uh, I'll wait till he... In fact, I might get him back on next week if he's better, and we can ask him then. But we'll certainly ask him going forward, because obviously this is not going to disappear. This is uh, this is going to uh, run and run and run. Uh, anyway, uh, we've got to disappear off for a quick break. Before before we do that, it's uh, about, about time. I should do another plug for some people who are... Uh, well worth it and they would be of course cfc uk uh there's a deadline coming up for me this friday for a new article which means another cfc uk fanzine is uh, imminent so uh do look out for it when it comes out as you know you can get it at the stall the cfc uk stall on match day opposite fulham broadway or any of the sellers uh home or away uh they usually loiter around the fulham road going hurry up it's only a pound uh, if you can't get it in person, then you can always subscribe online at cfcuk.net. And I do believe if you contact at cfcukusa on Twitter, you can find out how to get a copy if you're in the States. So there you go. Uh, and also, very quickly, the Supporters Trust, Chelsea Supporters Trust. Uh, obviously, please join the Trust. Get your voice heard. Five quid to become a voting member. Go to chelseasupporterstrust.com. Uh, they've got an SGM, a special general meeting coming up which will be at the atlas after the spurs game and i do believe that there will be several members of uh, the metropolitan police there uh, they will be there not to keep order and arrest people they are there to answer questions and it should be an absolute humdinger because the that's very interesting element of what happens to supporters so they're, and they, they're actually good guys the the local uh, chelsea police so there you go so do go along to that right after this break we've got a couple of great emails for you uh, to read out and then we're going to have a quick chat about the winter break and uh, what comes after that we'll see you in a sec Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! Footballfancast.com Alright, welcome back. It's Stanford Chidge here, of course, and uh, you are listening to the Chelsea Fancast with me and Jonathan Kidd. Hello! And uh, Tony Glover. Good evening. You really should do that five four three two one in the style of that old music program. You know that five, five four, four three two. Well, Jonathan did do that the other week. We did let he? him do that. He did. He did. He did do it. Okay. It's, yeah, the, it's, um, it's Manfred Man. Yes, That's it is. It is. There. It's Manfred One Five Four Three. And the next yeah, yeah. hit they had was um, uh, Hubble Bubble Toil and Trouble. 
you remember that one? Hubble bubble, Thailand trouble. It was a bit like Cypher three two one. But then of course they had Doo Diddy, which was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, hashtag one for the teenagers again, I think it is. I love this stuff. <laughs> we were well, teenagers I, then. Well, I was. Well, I, I, was, uh, I wasn't quite. I, I, I was probably just about born, if that. No, you weren't. Uh, right. You weren't. You were about 10 years away from that. So. No, it couldn't be 55, surely. It was, no, it was, it was 64. Well, I was there for minus one. All right. Okay. I'm on <laughs> officially minus one point. Uh, J- JK, email of the week from the uh, lovely Philip Kenley. Is that me? Am I reading that one? You are. Oh, my God. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. It's on my other bit of... Oh, help. It's on my other bit of screen. Hang on. Hang on. Wait. Bear with me. Bear with me. Help. Help. I've got to... Oh, la, 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 la. What did you do today? Well, I had a... No, normal service will be resumed Resume any second. Normal service will be resumed any second now. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Uh, oh, God. Help. Uh, here we are. Chelsea fan. Oh, it's here. It's here. Is it the middle one of them, Chelsea? Opening there, Chelsea. There are only two. It's the first no, one. No, no, it's the first one. It's the first one. It's up Philip something. Kenley. It's got lost. Here it is. Here it comes. There aren't any warnings for this document. Uh, no, that's Leicester versus Chelsea. It's the third one on my thing. The font inherit is missing. Here we are. Philip Kenley. Hi, all. Hi, all. Hi, Philip. I'm certain there's one thing that could and should be done that will strengthen our team significantly. It will cost nothing and is so easy and will be just wonderful and life-affirming. Please read to the end of my mail so I can explain. All right, then, Philip. Look, I feel we're at a critical point in our history with so many fun years ahead of us. But we have to stick together, stick patient and stick behind the team. Essentially, we have to stop being so entitled the curse of our times and remember to enjoy the amazing journey we're on. I suspect I'm about your age, Chidge. So was brought up on a diet of 16,000 crowds, unrealistic dreams and plenty of relegations. We know, don't we? But we need to spread the gospel. Things are so good now, in some respects, even better than the early Roman years. Whilst I loved every win and celebrated every trophy wildly, yes. In the back of my mind was always the knowledge that we were the richest club around. And these trophies were the expectation. Now, seeing us start regularly with this crop of such exciting youth players and to see us playing such wonderful football, mostly, and staying competitive is a dream come true. Sure, we're lacking punch and a proper left back. Yeah, but you know what? The travelling is better than the arriving. And this is such good fun. This journey is amazing. But expectations can scupper it all. All this nonsense and fuss about us not buying in January. All this nonsense spouted from Glenn Hoddle on the commentary yesterday, saying that Frank will have been disappointed at not being backed up in the market. Did Frank tell him this? It's crap. It would have been a disaster to splash the cash on another Higuain, say. Someone that would have rocked the whole boat and maybe not even have strengthened the team. Hear, hear. Hear, hear, Phil. Chelsea did the right thing. They beat the ban, put themselves in a position to strengthen should the right player have been available. It didn't happen. So be it. Now we have to remember where we are and be grateful. Maybe only Liverpool, Leicester, Southampton and Sheffield United fans are really happy right now. Why Southampton? Because their expectations were so low six weeks ago. 
All other supporters will be disappointed because their teams are not doing as well as they hoped because football fans always have unrealistic expectations. This is the rub. Wasn't it wonderful that run we went on earlier this season that ended with a great performance but loss against City? But there's nothing good nor bad but what you make of it. The downside of this run was it altered our expectations significantly and has made nearly everything since, apart from Arsenal the first time and Spurs, a disappointment. Now we feel a bit rubbish, but this is insane. OK, seven points less than this time last season, but no Eden, no summer transfers. And most importantly, half a dozen exciting, wonderful young Chelsea talents are now blooded. Of course, the huge bonus as well is that our main competitors are doing worse and they haven't been blooding youngsters successfully as we have. So back to my promise of this amazing thing that could happen that would make us stronger. Would it not just be amazing if the club, in brackets, Roman, made a statement for once? It would go something like, they don't make statements, do they? No. Chelsea Football Club wishes to publicly state how excited and happy it is at the progress made by Frank Lampard, his staff and his players this year. The club sees the team at the beginning of a cycle, one that will take a number of years to complete. During this cycle, the club are committed to building the core of its playing squad around what is the most exceptional breeding ground of talented young players anywhere in the world. Our lack of a transfer window last summer gave us an unprecedented opportunity to introduce more homegrown players that we may not otherwise than we may not otherwise have done. We now recognise that the full development of these players will take time. We also recognise that the demands of a long season is a necessary process that one has to go through to both determine and develop their character. Those that come through will come through stronger and better. Immediate success and trophies is not how the club will be measuring success in the short term. What matters is the progress that is being made. We are 100% committed to Frank and his outstanding support team and are absolutely delighted with the progress that has been made so far. Wouldn't that be nice? Can someone suggest this to Marina? It'll be Bruce Buck, actually. Thank you for reading. Uh, well, wow. Uh, uh, wow. Well, well, Russians aren't given to uh, outbursts of emotion quite like that to say, um, you know, basically, isn't it? Isn't the, if, if, you're, if you're not hit, no news is good news, isn't it? If the club aren't saying anything, they're probably quite happy. Nothing's leaking, is it? Nothing's leaking out. You know, so um, I think that's slightly dreamlike. But uh, I, I, there was a couple of good points in there that I, I quite enjoyed. And I, I like the bit about, you know, the, it. It is a bit cliche when you say you're on a journey, but this is this is exciting. I'm more excited about. I'm. This is as exciting as when Roman took over, um, and and splashed the cash in Ranieri's last season. You know when you started seeing some of these players coming, you're thinking, my God, you know, um, and you know bringing in Mourinho, the enfant terrible of, um, well, possibly even world football at that time. Um, and, and I just remember my old boss, my old boss at work um, at, back then, a big big Spurs fan. Um, you know, the day I walked in and Mourinho had been announced, he just went, "Christ Almighty!" He said, "The rest of us might as well give up now." <laughs> you know. Well, I would have, I would have said that about him anyway. If he was a Spurs yeah, fan, but yeah. <laughs> I take your point. But what, what a, what a Phil, Philip, Phil, Philip. Uh, I have to say, mate, I was first. Your first email, as far as I'm aware, I got that. That is probably Jonathan. I think that's one of the best emails we've ever had. I mean, it. it I mean, the, the, I don't think there's any chance of getting a statement from the club 
uh, along the lines you're suggesting, because I don't think they could write one as well. <laughs> I mean, it was just that. I mean, what you just put in there was perfect. In I mean, I write. I get paid to write. I couldn't have put that better. That is a stunning email, my friend, and I absolutely agree with every single sentiment in it. What a bloody marvellous email. Thank you so much, bravo, Jonathan. Bravo, bravo. You like that? Bravo. You like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Good. He's, you've stunned JK into silence, Philip. Can you write in every week? No, no I'm joking. <laughs> uh, right, At the very we've... beginning of the show. Okay. <laughs> Uh, oh tony how i've missed your laugh there we go right we've got we've got one from prasanth jonathan it's his second one in a week he's doing well we've only got a couple this week but i do have to say that they are humdingers so here we go uh right says hello guys and joe i'm sorry prasanth uh joe couldn't make it because he's not well so i know a lot of your questions will probably remain answered and unanswered until he comes on but i'm reading it anyway says hi how are you all doing i hope all is well Thanks for taking the time to go over my long email in detail last week. I really appreciate it and I'm excited to continue writing. Before I get into the Leicester game, I wanted to quickly talk about Joe. Oh, this is a shame. I will make sure when he's next on, we'll do this one again because he'd love this. He said, I used to read his work on We Ain't Got No History a few years back and have ever since followed him on Twitter for his insight and opinions. He's a very level-headed... He, sorry, he's very level-headed and his take on some of our youth prospects is always interesting. So I wanted to know his thoughts about our uh, one of our bright prospects, Lamptey, leaving for Brighton. Why do you think he left? Uh, we were starting to give the youth a fair chance, and I thought he was going to be competing with Reese next season. Um, we'll answer this. I think we'll answer them as they come up, actually, boys. I mean, I'm really disappointed that, that Lamptey went, but I, I kind of understand why, in a sense. I mean, fair enough. You know, he's got Reese James ahead of him. He's got Hudson Odoi. I mean, if, if you accept that Lamptey could probably play anywhere on the right hand side, he's got two very young and very talented players in front of him. And he's, he, he wants to play football. I don't begrudge the move for him. I do think it's a shame he went, though, JK. Yeah, very much so. But you wonder whether he's got a buyback clause, actually. Um, it may be that they're, they're, they admit that he won't get in, so let him be nurtured by another Premier League club. Um, and they're avoiding paying wages and not signing him as a consequence. So that may be a rather decent, decent investment if he, if he gets better and better. And then... Uh, gets um uh and then they can buy him back um I, I think they're you know they're decent business people like that but um but yeah he he, he was he was unlikely to get in wasn't he with reese james being so powerful and um he wants first team football you know good luck to him can't so. say i blame him tony um well yeah i i don't I, I, I concur i mean um I, i'm i am excited by some of these players that are on the fringe, um, and, and obviously we don't have the view that, that sort of Jody and Frank have in there. You know, you see that as, um, like, is it Tarek Lamptey? That is his mm. first name, isn't it? And, and this young, this bloke who I'm convinced could have played uh, the lead role in Kez, uh, Billy Gilmore. <laughs> so, yeah, and that's one for the teenagers there as well, because he's the spit of the young lad in that. I think, he is, isn't you know? he? He looks about 14 or 15. Um, and, and yet they get on there and, they're, you know, the only thing they're, they're a little bit frail. They're a little bit underweight, you know. And you know that that's going to come. They're going to build it. You know, still very young or whatever. Um, but um, I, I, there are very few players that have gone away on loan, you know, because once they're on loan, they're out of. They're out of. Let's be honest. Most fans, they're out of our sight. Then uh, you have to be pretty dedicated to follow their progress with other teams. Um, but 
Um, you know, I, I, I would really like, you talk about what the club and, and a statement from the previous email. I'd like the club to do, I always admired Pochettino for his public statement. I, I will not buy a player that will block the path of one of our academy products. And I, 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 I think that's maybe where we are now. Well, and also in Lamptey's case, because as I said, we've got two academy products blocking his path. Yes. So you can kind of understand yeah. why he went. Anyway, uh, Prasant's second point. Do we have any upcoming wingers or strikers that can break into our first team next season? We all know about the likes of Andrin and Matson, Gilmore, but I don't hear much about our attackers. The last good ones that left were Boga, Masonda, long-term injury, and our current players. Now, There's the, the I think Italian the sh- boy, isn't there? The Italian winger. Yeah, he's a bit Costa-like. I mean, I, I forget his name, I'm, I'm, I'm sad to say. Um, I mean, that's one for Joe, really. I mean, it's not my sphere of expertise, but I, I get the impression, you know, when, well, put it this way, right? I mean, it, the boys will, will absolutely uh, confirm this. You know, when, Ta- when, when Tammy Abraham was playing for the youth sides, that even people like me, who, whose, you know, knowledge of the youth sides is not brilliant like Joe's is, even I heard about him and knew what he was about because he was tearing it up, and he's, he's torn it up at every level he's been at. And he's always, he, he, I remember when he played for the youth, he, he looked like a man playing in a, in a kid's game. So, uh, it, in a sense, it was, you know, apart from the fact that no youngsters ever make it at Chelsea, in a sense, if anybody was going to, you would have thought it might be, might be Tammy Abraham. I don't necessarily have the same feeling about the, the, the strikers we have uh, in, the, in the academy and the, and the youth at the moment. Although I know that there are some exceptionally good defenders and midfielders, so it's a very good question. I, I, I you know, I, I throw it open to, to Jonathan and Tony. Um, I, well, I've not heard, yeah, like you. I mean, I, I was quite critical of people last year. There was a fair, fair bunch on the old Twitter account giving it the old, you know, Tammy Abraham's championship level and all this. On, you know, you, you can only he's scoring goals in the championship because that's where he was playing. What else? What else can he could he have done? Um, and I, but I always had a feeling that when you saw him, you know, this was a young lad with confidence and uh, and whatever. And if he gets a bit of Drogba like you know build on him, he will be phenomenal. Um, but I, I, you're right, I've not heard. But then again, um, I don't follow it. It's like you, you know, occasionally, oh, you know, the youth team have got to the semi final, whatever. And I might think, okay, that'd be worth you know watching or whatever. But generally, like most fans, I think we're not actually looking down the um you know down the structure we're always sort of heavily focused on the premiership the first team aren't we and uh um but you know the academy has taken a long time to start well or to have the trust put in it i'm not because you know, i think it probably has produced some good players in the past who have gone off to other teams and haven't shone because they're in not as good teams if you see what i mean yeah um Whereas, whereas this lot have come through, and I stick by what I said, every single player that's come on for us this season that's come through the academy has looked like they belong in the Premiership. Every single mm. one of them. That's, that's right. a phenomenal uh, achievement on its own. It is. It is. Jonathan, I've got a, I've got a really interesting point from our, our new best friend, James, who, uh, when he does get over from the States, uh, he's an expat in the States, so when he, when he does get over, we, we apparently we, we, we have to buy him at least two pints of Guinness, but I, I think probably four would be better, Tony. But yeah. uh, anyway, um, then he can keep up with you and me. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, James has, has said this really interesting thing, Jonathan, about Lamptey and a buyback clause, because I know you were talking about that a minute ago. He says, Lamptey's buyback, clubs are owed a fee if one of their youngsters moves when out of contract not 100% to what age 
If they can't agree, the dispute goes to settlement. See Solanke from Chelsea to Liverpool. Makes sense to try and settle an agreement with the club first versus going through the courts, which might explain how a buyback could be in the agreement. I mean, I, I don't, we don't know, but you know, there's a part of me that hopes there is, even though very rarely do they come back on a buyback. Uh, Matic, possibly, is one I can think of, but there you go. Um, anyway... Uh, on a buyback, you think? Yeah, I think that's a very good point, actually, Chid. Yeah, I think you I, might be wrong. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know is the answer. Anyway, I'm going to carry on with Prasant's email. The questions are over. I hope that we answered them, Prasant. I, I suspect not as well as Joe did, but we did our best. He says, right... Uh, now, talking about the transfer window, nothing much to talk about. But I, for one, was not too disappointed or sad when we failed to sign even a single player. A couple of things that did irk me, however, were we spent more on lawyers' fees to appeal the ban rather than sign anyone. We were linked with almost every striker, but surely we could have got at least one. I remember breaking the bank for Torres, but really shocked that all the targets failed and we were left with zero improvements, which left a sour taste. As fans, we are told that we have a war chest to spend in the summer, but what guarantee that the likes of Sancho, Verma will come, or will we at least need Champions League football, which is which at this point doesn't seem likely with our current form and our rival strengthening? Nah, don't despair, oh, Prasov. We'll no, be all right. No, no, no. We are six points ahead because the other... Well, we're less than that now because the other teams are much worse, but we can't keep hoping for the same till the end. The desperate attempt to sign Mertens when we had like 30 days to plan and our board thought they could just waltz in and take away a player, that, that too from ADL's gloves. I mean, that's just an assumption. That You see, don't believe the bullshit spoken in the media, Prasanth. Yeah. You don't know that. You have no, you, you, I don't know that. You don't know that. The media, media make it up to make to fucking get us all talking about it. It's like, this is, this is, you know, this is how Trump got into power. Anyway, I know it's a Chelsea thing to give hope and disappoint. Not that I'm not saying that's a bad thing about Trump. Before the Trump uh, supporters all get on my case, I'm just using it as an illustrative point about how the media manipulate things. All right. So, blimey, you have to put a rider on everything. These days. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I, I know... Uh, caveat, thank you, Jonathan. Rider is something completely different. Uh, he was the singer for the Happy Mondays. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I know it's a Chelsea thing to give hope and disappoint. Now, now you're talking, press out. Absolutely. Nothing new, but hey, at least no Rondons and Igalos as a last resort. Exactly the point. Uh, we go again in the summer and hopefully Frank gets his targets. Absolutely spot on. Now, coming to our game, it was a 4.30am kickoff. You must be on the West Coast then, mate. Uh, and I had managed to get about three hours sleep. I usually wake up an hour earlier to check the lineup, and was shocked to see Pedro starting after his outing was Hull. Added to that, was surprised that Kovacic was not starting. Yep, fair point. Willie starting for Kepa, Kepa was okay, in my opinion, just to give Kepa some added competition. First half was actually good. I thought we created a few decent chances, but the usual script unfolded. We looked like prime Barcelona for two-thirds of the pitch and then turned into a pub side in the final third. Bit harsh, but I, I take your point. I don't know why we just can't create a decent opening, and even if we did, either the player makes a wrong choice, slips or miss hits. Frustrating to go into the break at nil-nil, knowing our defence is not good enough to hold on to a nil-nil. Second half, we scored from a corner! What a bloody surprise. Great delivery and header by Rudiger. But as Lady Luck has been frowning all season, an unfortunate deflection made it 1-1. A similar script unfolded. A keeper mistake, comical defending, and we were down 2-1. Bloody hell. Right, I thought, well, 
Game over. And to my surprise, we scored again from another set piece. Beautiful header from Rudiger. And boom, we were level. But as the half wore on, Leicester missed two to three open chances and we were fortunate to take a point. And I'm happy that the weekend was not ruined. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it would have been ruined. But anyway, I don't know how a measured first half turned out to be an awful second half. I don't think it was that awful. Tammy looked unfit. Well, he, he wasn't fit because he was playing with an injury our defending from open play looked suspect individual turnovers it was a painful second half to watch have to personally send a thank you note to Rudiger for getting us that point and also the fun fact that I read was that Rudiger has more goals than Eden Hazard this season now that does make me laugh uh, thankfully the mini break comes at a good time before we have three big games hope the lads can regroup and start again we need to beat United and Tottenham at home no better chance than the next couple of games. Look forward to the pod as usual on Monday. Love the work. Keep the blue flag flying high. Regards. Prasanth, great to hear from you, Prasanth. It was a top email, Tony. It was, but I disagreed with an awful lot of it, I've got to say. I, I think it's uh, been it too wasn't hard. all. No, I think, I think some of it was. Yeah, was, was I, 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 on just point. Think, I think it's been a bit too harsh. You know, the. Um, you know, this, this, this. Uh, we went in nil nil, and we knew we couldn't hold on to a. You know, um, I, I, I don't, I don't. I'm not quite as despairing of, uh, as as that in in my view of how things are going. We're 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 still, as you said, we're fourth in the in the goals for chart and ninth or tenth um, in the goals against. So it ain't all that bad. And for a team in transition, I, I'm excited by it. Yeah, do you know what? We can't finish off chances, but we are creating chances, and we are we're playing a brand of football, which I think is, yeah. Look, it's it's a, it's ten times more exciting than the shit we watched last season. It really is, um, and uh, I'm all for these good players. They're being blooded. They're making mistakes. It's inconsistent. It's inexperienced, um, and you're going to get that. You're going to get that with some of the games that we've lost, drawn, and you know even some of the games we've won. Some of this stuff is is all going to be. Uh, it's money in the bank, mate. Money in the bank. Money in the you bank. You think that we could we'll probably buy Eden Hazard back in the summer if well, he's not doing very well? Well, from, wouldn't he? that? Because he 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 did leave with some sorrow in his heart, didn't he? Yeah. And there's a few people who went, oh, and some it, money in his back pocket. Yeah, well, a few people giving, oh, look at him, he's holding the Real Madrid. But what's he supposed to do? For Christ's sake! I mean, he didn't really, he didn't slag us off. He just went and we we'd had seven years out of him. And unlike Barcelona, who built their side around Messi, we really didn't capitalise on this this genius that we had with chopping and changing managers and letting really good players go and all this sort of stuff, you know, under Mourinho and various others. Um, so I, I would I would think, but it, again, it comes back to what you and I talked about in on our sojourn to um, France and Belgium last year, Chish, that, you know, every other player's got to work a bit harder because he isn't there. But, you know, we cannot, you cannot write off or you cannot discard the impact his loss has had to this team when we relied on it so much last season. Yeah, and I think we've done okay. I, if he if he wanted to come back, I, you know, for me, I mean, Peter Osgood came back, didn't he? Yeah, um, that worked well. Yeah, but you, you know, you just, <laughs> I, I think, well, yeah. his, his wasn't his his first game back. We lost seven two to Middlesbrough. He did score though, to mm, be fair. Yeah, yeah. Think, remember that? Yeah, I, I, I like, you know, I, 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 I think as a club, um, yeah. Uh, but you know, maybe Zidane's playing him in a different way, and he was always going to suffer from that possibility of becoming like a smaller fish in a bigger pond rather than the rather big fish he was in in our pond. Um, but you know, still my favourite Chelsea player. 
I think you know personally, I love him to pieces, but uh, you know, I think I think time time has moved on as it as it inexorably does, and is it in it, and is inexorably doing. Jonathan, we must move on. We must move on. It's, oh, do you think I've caught Joe Tweed's flu? Well, I hope not, dear boy, because you've got stuff to do this week. Right, very, very quickly, because we, we have waffled on somewhat. Uh, amazing. We only had two emails this week, and it's taken nearly half an hour. Amazing. <laughs> um, but thank you very much, by the way, for the emails. Do keep sending them in. Uh, send them to chelseafancast at gmail.com, and preferably absolute latest Monday morning. I'd rather have them before that. Yeah, but, great uh, stuff, as yeah. always. Great stuff. Yeah, I love it. Hearing from, yeah, the, obviously... <laughs> People who listen to this show know their know their onions. Now, very quickly, I just want to talk very quickly about the winter break and uh, the next uh, few matches coming up. First of all, Tony, uh, winter break, a blessing or a curse? Blessing, 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 blessing. Um, we're the, I think we're the only one of the big footballing nations that don't do it. Um, I think it's good for the fans also to have just a couple of, you know, it's relentless, isn't it? And and some people might like it. Other people like to go to centre parks with their grandchildren or do other stuff. I'm going to Paris with my wife for a weekend, um, back in time for the United game. Um, so I think it's lovely um, and long overdue. Yeah, good for you. I mean, I, I would personally rather it was over Christmas because I think yes, that, that's a sensible time to have it. When public like transport's hot. all been shut down and everything. That yeah, you know, because yeah. it's a nightmare getting to the Christmas games yeah. and, you know, it's it's family time, it's halfway through the season and that's when everybody else does it. I just think it's fucking stupid having it now and also uh, kind of, um, it's kind of segued, isn't it, as well, which yeah. is stupid, but... I do think it. 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 it, it I, I think we we will benefit from it because I think our players look a bit. Na- I think mentally, yes, as well as physically fatigued, and I think the rest yeah. will do everybody good. I think it's Pulisic might might benefit from having a couple of weeks where he can get fitter because we need him back. Jonathan, yeah, definitely. Uh, I must think I said that earlier that I think that um, uh, Frank, Frank mentioned that, didn't he? That it was a bit of mystery the 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 injury he had, but he felt that. Uh, um, two weeks off would would put him back in the frame, and and also uh, uh, noticing some tweets about Loftus Cheek being um, possibly back in the first team. But I think we really have to be uh, understanding of of the the unlikelihood of that taking place. Totally agree. Totally agree. Right. Last uh, last but by no means least, um, we do have the winter break, which is great, and then. The first match back after that is United at home, followed uh, about six days later with Spurs at home. Massive matches, of course, by, you know, always massive matches anyway, but I think even more so now. I mean, as I said, thanks to Spurs uh, winning against City, how on earth, I mean, fucking Pep Guardiola. If, if there was any more reason to hate him, I, I, I can't find a better one than because basically it means that Spurs are now only four points behind us. So they've made that match into a must-win one. Of course, we have United first. They're six points behind us. Now, bad case scenario, we lose both of those games and we're still ahead of them. But my God, it'll put the pressure on. Best case scenario, we win both of those games and we're more than capable of doing that. And uh, we, we, we will then have... Uh, we'll have... Um, seven points on Spurs and we will have uh, nine points on United and that looks pretty damn good to me so I, I go into those matches Jonathan with the optimism that I always do knowing that two wins will be wonderful for us and I think you know it won't guarantee us the top four but it'll put us in the box seat won't it 
Well, I, I just think we're likely to get results against both teams because they won't play two banks of five, which we're not... You sure about that? With. Um, I don't think... Well, do you think Mourinho might do that? I suppose he might, again, knowing that we're rubbish. It's the kind of practical thing he might do. But I'm not... not I'm pretty... you know, United did that in the Cup, didn't they? In the Caribou Cup. They, they basically defended with 11 men behind the ball and hit us on the break. Well, it's true then. Perhaps they both will, in which case we won't get a single point out of it. But the thing is, you see, here's the other thing. The other, to put this around the other side of the coin, um, if if they want to get in the top four, they've got to come to Stamford Bridge and win those games, both Spurs and Man United. So the pressure's on them to a degree. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm looking forward to it because I think, you know, they're massive matches, even more so now. We win those two. And I said, as I said, we're in the box seat for top four, Tony. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I'd be, I'm more worried about Spurs. Than I am United. I think United. Why? Um, I just think they've, they, you know, they. Mourinho would have had a bit longer there. I think um, he's a, the master at sort of like shutting games down. I think he'd be more than happy with a draw for for sure. Um, and and yeah, you know, they but they don't look as um, potent as they did two seasons ago with uh, Pochettino. So I think it could be a team in decline. Like you said, um, they haven't really pulled any of their youngsters through other than what's it named Harry Winks I think um, at United um, United looking all sorts of trouble and I see what Solskjaer's trying to do I think he's trying to do very similar to us um, you know uh, when you hear the United fans giving it all the you know it's all you know seeing death threats against Ed Wilberton and all that. don't forget this is a team that spent hundreds of millions under Van Hull Mourinho they you know they've been spending money badly so whose fault is that um, and so, but again, it's this old wounded tiger thing as well. You know, you go in there thinking we United are pretty average this season, and uh, before you, uh, my other worry is, is we seem to have um, an inability to uh, soak up the, or, or, or take the pressure that being at home gives us. Uh, you know, the players do seem to be a bit more fragile at home than they are away. We've discussed this before on the previous coaches where there's, they've almost got a bit of freedom because they're not at home when they're away, so they play better football. And at home, you know, uh, a goal down or something like that, and suddenly, you know, heads drop and all this sort of stuff. So they're my worries. But I, th- I think we'd get a win and a draw. I really do. Mm. OK, well, let's, we will find out soon enough. Looking forward to that game already. Right, uh, sadly, that is uh, all we've got time for this week. Uh, we will be back uh, on uh, next Monday when I'll be joined by Jonathan Kidd and apparently it says here, and Tony Glover. Correct. Uh, I was scheduled to be on next week. Well, and, yeah, you, yeah. and you still can be yes. if you want to, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. I know you've done, you've done double bubble if, if you do, but you're always welcome. You know that. Yeah. I love love uh, love hearing your cackling uh, laughter. If you, want to get, uh, if, cheers if you can get Joe on, I think it'll just add a lad to it. Would've... Well, we'll try. We'll see if he's better by then why not uh, well that's not a bad idea because as I said we're going to be looking back at Chelsea's um, absolutely nothing as there are no Chelsea matches next weekend <laughs> um, but uh, I'm sure I'm sure we'll find something to waffle on about though we always do but uh, as you said if we get if we get Joe on we'll, we'll you me and Jonathan can take a back seat and, and listen to his words of wisdom absolutely. so there you go but we will be back I thought what we might do actually is do a bit of a QA. and uh, so I'll try and let you know I mean Tony if, if Tony's still up for it he's obviously welcome yes. Jonathan and me will be there uh, we'll either do uh, a bit of a kind of state of the union address yeah. uh, we'll also do maybe a and a so if you're on Mixler now or if you are one of our Patreons then uh, send us some questions on Patreon and uh, 
or Twitter, and uh, and I'll include them in the show. Make sure you get them in before next Sunday, and then I'll I'll script it, and uh, then we'll do a bit of a Q and A. Maybe also, I know people love hearing Jonathan's tales from the '60s and stuff, so we'll do a bit of that. Tony and me can do '70s and '80s, and we'll off we'll go. So there we go. It might be a good show, even if there's no Chelsea matches yes, to talk yeah, about. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think that sounds brilliant. Blimey! There we go. We've, all, we've already. We've already scripted it. How how fantastic. I don't have to do any work next week. Right, now, the Chelsea Fancast on Love Sport Radio is back this Friday, where Jonathan and Alex Churchill will be joining Matt Beadle and trying to find something to talk about, no doubt. They won't have any problem. Uh, that's from 7 till 8, uh, and uh, don't forget to give it a listen. And, uh, and of course, you know, while you're at it, uh, I do the... Uh, the Sunday Love Sport Breakfast Show from 8 till 12 every Sunday morning with the lovely Paul Mortimer, who basically spends his time trying to wind me up and succeed. So I go off on epic rants. I went off on an epic rant about Dion Dublin being a complete plum, actually, for talking rubbish. And then Mort's, Mort's then read me what he'd really said. And actually what he'd really said was very reasonable. So... I thought, well done, Morts. You absolutely stitched me up like a kipper, which he did deliberately. So it's great fun. We talk about all sorts of sports and, uh, you know, not just Chelsea, all sorts of other football stuff as well. So do listen to that. It's a cracker. Uh, you can phone in and join the shows and debate with us live. The number to call is 0208 70 20 558. And uh, Love Sports now national. It's a UK national radio station, but it's on DAB channels, digital channels, and it's also on Radio Player, TuneIn, and LoveSportRadio.com. And uh, our Friday night show is, of course, always released as a podcast straight after, so you don't have to miss a thing. And it's also, as ever, on all of our platforms, which are ChelseaFanCast.com, Acast, Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, as well as, and Podbean, as well as other uh, podcast distributors that I don't even know. Anyway, uh, by the way, actually talking of podcast platforms, there's a wonderful new app done by the lovely boys at CFC Blues or at CFC underscore Blues on Twitter, I think. Uh, and they've put together all the Chelsea podcasts as well as a whole load of news and videos and all sorts of stuff. So it's a great app for you to download as they so eloquently put here. Right, you can follow the show on Twitter at Chelsea Fancast, me at Stanford Chiz, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, uh, Tony at Great. Well, I, I, this is a good point, actually. <laughs> well, yeah, where do we find you yeah, on that, Twitter? That, do, yeah. can, can we find you? Grocer Jack UK. Yes, be, Will I, it be back? I'll be back in a day or two, yeah. All right. You can find the naughty, rude, and sweary Tony Glover <laughs> at Grocer Jack UK. And you can't follow him at his new Twitter address because he's locked it. Yes. Uh, but there you go. Uh, you can also follow at Joe Tweedy and the rest of our fancasters uh, who are at Goldie59, that's Clayton, uh, at Gate17Marco, which is Marco, at Martin Wickham, who went down very well last weekend and who will be invited back very soon as a result. Uh, the lovely at DanSilves73, uh, at Liam underscore Toomey, and Alex is at CSEGWB. And Dean Mears, at Dean Mears. And, of course, check out the website, ChelseaFanCast.com. Loads of blogs from the likes of at Clitheroe Blue, at Dean Mears, at CFCGWLB, and Nick Stroudley. There we go. Finally, a big thank you to Dane Whittle, who has taken over the job of managing our Instagram account, because I don't know how it works. Uh, you can follow that at Chelsea Fancast. He does a cracking job, by the way. Loads and loads of great content up there. He's an absolute whiz on it, and uh, I, I, I know that people like it, because I get the notifications, even though I don't know how the fucking thing works. But there you go. All right, enough already. Uh, Tony, you've been a brilliant, brilliant super sub. Thank you so much for giving up your Monday evening at such short notice. You've been a star. Absolute pleasure, mate. Absolute pleasure. Um, and I will say, any time for you. No, oh, you're a lovely man. We look forward to seeing you next week, Indeed. fella. And uh, have a great week. Jonathan, you're absolute trooper. I hope you haven't got a cold. No, me too, Chint. I hope I haven't got one. I hope so. 
Lovely to meet you, meet. Lovely to see you again, Tony. And you, JK. A pleasure. A pleasure. Marvellous stuff. Jonathan, have fun next Friday with Alex and Matt. Uh, I will not be there, but I will be listening as ever. So uh, have a good show, and I will see you again next Monday. Uh, Mixler people, you've been lovely and brilliant as ever, particularly Stuart and Rambam and the lovely James Heath, who got a bit of a tongue lashing from us, but stood up to it manfully and uh, is clearly a very lovely guy. Make sure you get over to the cock and we'll buy you a pint. And everybody else who's been in Mixer tonight, you've been brilliant. Loads of good stuff going on there and we love seeing you in there. Right. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree and keep it Chelsea up the Chelsea! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.